fart. Did someone just fart? <laughs> no. Timber, what the fuck? The cat. Do not walk. Your cat did just fart. Wait, what's his name? Norm. His name's Norm. <laughs> his name's Norm. <laughs> Norm the cat. Well, I guess this is going to be named... our dry opening. <laughs> Do your parents really like Cheers? Uh, yes, actually. And yeah, that that is why. That is why he's called Norm. I see. Was so a very cat, popular in when Romania. The cat, when the cat enters the room, you just go, Norm! Norm! deaf but i'm not timing bad or rhythm bad so that's on you timber but i have heard your original undertale songs so i know that i know that too rhythm is my weak point yes but hello everyone welcome back to the potosaurus my name is lou and i'm actually hosting my own podcast for once which is really weird and uh hold on let me make my recording <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes i'm recording and I'm joined today um, with uh, Timber Taft. Hello. And Kem. Hello. I've been calling you Kem so, for so long that people are like, oh wait, his name actually Kem? I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not a real name. It's Ken. I just say Kem. It's like how there's this other guy, his name is Because Ben, so I call him Bem. So I call him my favorite Bem streamer. And everyone's just like, why? I'm like, I can't. I can't explain this. The N sound at the end of a word in Japanese is the same as the M sound. So they're the same sound. Yeah. You just close your mouth, which a lot of people never learn how to do. So I implore a lot of people to shut their mouths and stop asking me questions. And that's how you make the M sound. Mm. Kemeth. Yes. Kemeth? No, that just sounds weird. You know, I had the weirdest brain block the other day where I was talking about this podcast and I was just like, oh, actually, I think it was for the, the yeah, for the video in the, in the final credits. I was like, I'm on a podcast with Kyo and I just kept thinking of, and I couldn't remember for the life of me what I actually call you by is. It took me like five minutes. I don't know what the hell. Hosted by Lou. Timber Taft and Ongaku to you. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, hey, hey Ongaku, how are you doing? Hey, Ongaku. I'm doing great. It... Actually, can I just call but you yeah. to you? Is to you fine? That's, you know, it's short for Ongaku to you, so. I'm just not realizing, too, this recording this week's really going to throw off our schedule. Are we? Oh, no. Do we have to do it next week, too? Usually we have to. Theor- <laughs> that was our theoretically. Theoretically, we have to. <laughs> I mean, okay. if that's fine, we can record next week. Or if it's 
start two, every two weeks from now? No one seems to know. 2022, <laughs> it's a new year, new plan, new schedule, everything's new. Well, Timber, will you have the I mean, new song up by then? No. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, it, it, is, it is the beginning of the year where you have a clean break that we can change it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. For season, are we on season three or four after this? We'd be on season four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's no actual real seasons because, like, season one was, like, 14 episodes. Season two was, like, th- five months. <laughs> it just, it just... And, like, one of those episodes is just lost in the void because <laughs> yeah. so, I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, we just call it the... It's it, it's like a short-form anime our short season. Form. And then we move <laughs> over to the... Yeah. <laughs> It was our OVA. I was wondering. That, <laughs> it was our OVA before yep, we, we I, started the, the series for the podcast. <laughs> I was thinking, though, like when it comes to this, is it better to start moving away from numbers? Because uh, we numbered the episodes. Or is numbering better for people? I like the numbers. I guess it, then, uh, yeah. It's just it, it helps people know. Thing. Yeah. It helps people know, like, where they are in terms of, like, release. That maybe this is something the audience should weigh in on their opinion. Um, so Barry, yeah. <laughs> like I yeah, think like, that, I mean, really, like I always wonder because like I used to listen to things and like they always had um, numbers, but then I kept reading before. If you do numbers, and after a while, when it seems so high, people think that they need to listen. Like especially others. if it's one like this, they think they need to listen to all the other ones before. Whereas like this is like really like we repeat the same shit every week. Yeah, so yeah. like I've, you're I've gonna literally... be caught up to speed. I've literally never done that. Like, anytime I pop into a podcast, mm. I'm like, what's the latest episode? Oh, I I didn't listen for four months, and I'm 100 episodes behind. Well, fuck those 100 episodes. I'm starting on the latest I, one. I would only do it if it's something where it's not based on current event type of stuff. Because, like, this is theoretically, or, you know, like, in, in practice somewhat current events. Like, even if it's not, you know, us talking about things going on all the time, it is still currently what is going on. Whereas, like, one of the podcasts I was listening to was the Comedy Button, which you could pick it up anywhere, or you could start from the beginning. It didn't really matter, because it was kind of a journey on that one. Yeah. And then also, um, Welcome to Night Vale, which was about a town. So, like, starting at episode one helped build... Like, as you're building up... the It's world building. You're world building to get to the latest episode. If you start now, you're like, why is there a different guy doing the episodes now? So, yeah. Right. I mean, there's a big difference between, you know... Us being like, okay, what's your favorite game that you're playing versus let me tell you the story about my favorite Undertale character, <laughs> a man who speaks in hands. Man of mystery, like myself. <laughs> Timber, Timber. So, Timber, that good segue here. Uh, Timber finally released a video that was meant to be released two months ago. Yeah. It took two extra months to make it as good as it is. And now that it's finally it polished, it's a, it's a diamond ready for the world to consume. It, it came out <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> Literally Christmas Eve. I can't fucking believe that. Timber, I'm still, like, confused at certain parts. <laughs> I mean... Well, have you played Undertale yet? Or no. even Deltarune? No, because you legit say a group of three when he's in the classroom setting, and you only talk about the two people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one I'm pretty sure was a legitimate mistake. Um, I think That's I why just... I was asking you about that. I'm like, I'm so confused yeah, yeah. about that. <laughs> you know what else was a legitimate mistake? Undertale? Toby Fox's career. 
Wow. Got him. Wow. The man I don't is retiring early. Foxes. He has several million dollars to sleep on. He didn't need to make Deltarune. <laughs> so. T- Toby, Toby Fox is a national treasure. Is he from the United States? Yeah. Okay, he's a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to be careful because sometimes I say it. They're like, actually, they're from the UK. I'm like, oh, okay, well, totally, we have Dolly it Parton. It could totally happen. Toby Fox just comes and he's like, I'm from freaking Montreal, dude. Or is it yeah. <laughs> What's your My problem, My nail polish is flaking. That was the worst Canadian accent I've ever heard in my life. You say I live in Canada. How can my accent be bad? Whatever, that's literally like what, what I do would be the Whatever you just said was bad. No, but whatever you said, <laughs> like, that's, that's a thing, eh? It sounded, like, <laughs> it sounded like a southerner trying to do a northerner accent. So, like, it was way too slow. Well, I have to make the delivery as plottingly obvious as possible for, so, for you to follow along. So, you know? so, as a person that doesn't live in the north and south and lives on an island in the middle of nowhere... What what's the difference between northern accent and the southern accent? Okay, have you heard? Have you ever seen King of the Hill? Yeah. Okay, that's southern Texas. That's yeah, like yeah, a southern yeah, yeah. Texan accent. I, I, I know southern um, in the back of my head. Have you have you ever but, been to Osaka so, so, and then gone north? Timber. That's not how that's not how Japanese accents like work really. Um, <laughs> think of I'm trying to think. Because, like, Osaka, like, like Kansai-ben, like, has a certain feel to it, which I always want to say sounds more Midwestern, but I don't know. So, like, culturally, Midwesterners are, like, standard Japanese, where they're, like, they really are going to, like, be reserved. Mm. But then, like, like California, New York, that's, like, Kansai, yeah. where they're, like, in your face, and they're, like, fucking move it. That's culturally how that is, but language-wise, it's hard to tell. I know they usually use Kansai Ben when they do southern accents or country accents, which I still think is incorrect. Yeah. But I just remember watching Magical Shopping the Arcade of Benabashi, and the dub was so horrendous. I'm like, why do, th- why do these Japanese kids sound like uh, Walmart hicks? But wait, what was I talking about? The difference between the southern and northern accent. Okay, so, um, southern accents slower, um, more distinct, maybe a bit more. M- they can either be mumbly or very precise with the words they're saying, and there's always a dip, and they'll elongate vowels, mm. but they'll also truncate words sometimes. Yeah, like well, northern is more of truncating, southern's more of adding syllables. Like tofu is from Alabama, instead of saying. Prince, he says, Prince. Oh. There's that extra syllable in there. Which up north, and you would say, Prince. Oh, you would say, let's see. I don't know how, like, that one's a bad example for words for that there. I mean, but, like, kind of, instead of not ladder, but ladder. ladder yeah, like, drop, the general drop stereotype the, the, drop is the like, things are slower the further south you go, including okay. the language. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, what is, what kind of accent? would be pronouncing mediocre metacore. <laughs> I mean, technically... You. Not me. That is Luna. <laughs> oh, um, so she has uh, a South City St. Louis accent, because that's more of how she talks. That is more Midwestern. So St. Louis is weird, 
here we're gonna get into a whole rant. St. Louis is weird because it is a dialect island and how it is like viewed because the rest of Missouri and Illinois that inhabits around it, that's more of a country slower accent. And like they it more and more falls in line with like Arkansas, northern Texas, stuff like that, accents like that where there's more of a dip, a little bit slower. They say Missouri. It's a little bit lazier with how they talk. And they have the southern vowel, like the southern vowels. St. Louis has some of that, like some of the terminology from that, but they have a northern vowel shift. So when I say north, sometimes it becomes north. Or um, water becomes water. Mm. And hat, instead of hat, it's hat. And hot is hot. So our vowels get higher. I see. And just pitch and tone. So hers is a fairly unique one. It is Midwestern, but it's specific, specifically a St. Louis one, which they'd also say specifically instead of specifically. This is interesting to nobody except for me, but that's that's, that's <laughs> well, why I she mean, talks like, like that. For, for someone that was that got a thing in linguistic, oh, so for someone that got a thing in linguistics, it's very interesting to know. Like I love linguistics, and I really wish I went went to school for it. There's not really a lot you can do with linguistics other than have these conversations. Yeah, my but it's, my complete knowledge because I did I did a term paper about the the differences in standard Japanese and Gadugo, which is fucking mm-hmm. useless to anyone else unless you're studying pop culture. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is Gadugo more of, like, Valley Girl? It's, like, Valley Girl style. Okay. Like, I don't, like, for me, like, if, if you are a foreign speaker of a language or, like, learning it, it's very, very hard to distinctly point out which, which are which when it comes to accents or regional dialects. You can tell that, like, for me, going from Tokyo to Tokushima, I noticed a big difference in how people spoke, but, like, I'm wired like that. Yeah. But most people would be like, oh, I can't tell. It just sounds more mumblier. And it kind of is, but they use different words. Instead of saying des or da, they say ya or ja mm. at the end, like how they the end sentences. So, like, it's, yeah, it's hard to tell. So, like, yaru for me would probably sound very similar to, like, just regular Japanese or just, like, the young people. Yeah, it sounds youngish. But, like, like there are certain terms and how they end stuff, too. And even they make up brand new words and endings to words for, like, mm-hmm. different prefectures. Like, like for northern prefectures, they use stake, which is, like, their version of jane. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, like, a totally I'm different word. To... Like, if you were to say stake to, like, someone who speaks standard Japanese, they'd be like, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> I'm trying to remember, but in the Japanese version of Space Channel 5, this can be a really <laughs> weird one. In the Japanese version of Space Channel 5, um, there is a very distinct way in how Ulala talks. Yeah. She, I'm trying to find it. Um, it's, so it takes place in, like, the future. I'm trying to find out where it is, but like on one of the CDs I have, they even have a thing where she teaches you how to speak. The Basically, I think it's called like Space Nihongo. <laughs> it's called like Space Nihongo, <laughs> where like the ending that she has is like a, a mash, just like this like weird extra flourish to how things are. And I have no idea how the voice actress does it, but she has that very specific version of Japanese, which is 
like really I guess a very quintessentially Japanese thing to do like well they have a special way of speaking whereas in like the like English version all she does is kind of like talk normal with in maybe a little bit of a 70s flair to it mm. 70s and I don't know dialect. how anyone can do it well she it's supposed to be like retro futuristic mm-hmm. like it's you know like it's funky they say funky, like groovy, groovy and shit like that yeah Radical. Alright. Zoinks. Yeah, we got very far off topic. So um, how were how were y'all's um crimbuses? It was good. Oh, wait, uh, wait, I wasn't I wasn't done talking about Timbers video. Okay, okay. That's where this whole thing came out of. How how? Wait, I don't even know where the Because we were talking is about accents and we were talking about accents and we were talking about we were talking about your video, then Kill was like, yeah, F Toby Fox, and then you're like, no, oh, yeah. I'm just kidding, he's a Could national he be Canadian? Yeah, no, no. And Could he, he be Canadian? Be and then we just went from, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we have some problems. Anyway. So, Timber. Uh, go on. Why in some some versions of the this boss battle you were doing, you were just randomly wearing sunglasses? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so there's a redemption for okay. <laughs> dictator tap. Yeah, that 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 happened twice actually. There was that time with the sunglasses. The other time was the entire time when I was doing the fight against um, Jevil. All those clips were from a period where I was redemptioned into doing a Kermit voice. So everything is Kermit. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to ask, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Zero context Kermit. There you go. Yeah. Okay. That... I'm trying really hard to not to not detract, but I I learned over the weekend that the current voice of Kermit is actually the dude that plays Big Bird. Yeah. And he sounds nothing like Kermit. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. It def- it definitely isn't good. I watched some of the more it really new ones. I was like, wow. It upset this me. Is... How, like this guy's not even trying. Instead of to like instead of voice. being like Kermit the Frog is like, hey y'all, what's going on? It's like that's not Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> It's not Kermit. The fuck? Get out of here. <laughs> it's Who your are you? favorite are you Louisiana Kermit uh, coming to you live. <laughs> did, you, did you see that video of uh, the 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 uh, the Omingo Kermit? I, I don't. Oh, with the what... with the cucumber. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. 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 <laughs> Basically, it's like Kermit. Like he'll show up. People are like, oh my god, it's Kermit. He'd be like, you know, I kind of like you. He's like, oh really? He's like, got something to show you. And then he's just like. Takes a <laughs> takes a cucumber and flashes up real quick. Oh my god! There, there was one. There was one. I was like, "Oh my god, I love you, Kermit." And he was like, "Oh yeah, well, I got something for you." And, and the girl just looks mortified, and she was like, "Why'd you do it?" And he's like, "I don't know. You said you love me, so yeah." <laughs> and just ended it. And I fucking lost it. Yeah, I didn't know that was, like, a thing people were doing right now. Like, there's that one, there's the Donald Duck one that goes around. Oh god, B has a redemption on her stream that is Donald Duck singing, um, Simple and Clean. Oh my god. <laughs> but for some reason, it, like, does the whole intro, but then it goes, You're giving me, and then it just cuts off, and it's <laughs> such a... The thing is, like, it's such a fucking tease. <laughs> Was it supposed to cut off, and or was it like? A, I think it's just like. Wasn't... I think it was like the max length for one of those sound alert. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> Y'all, you got it. We got Han. I'm... <laughs> Timber, don't play so... it. <laughs> don't play it. So I can't be trusted, and I have taken apart a pocket station with a screwdriver over here. Um... Why? I've gone, I was, I went without talking for too long. I went without talking for too long. Okay. I, honestly, I'm having fidget problems myself. <laughs> I've got these two T-pins over here, and I keep, like, messing with them, and I, I, I just, like, stab myself with one of them. So, yeah, I, that's, I'm not doing that anymore. And, Kyob, stop messing with your pocket station. All right. Well, now well, I have to put it back together. No, <laughs> no, like, no, like I, li I literally unscrew the whole thing, Timber. God damn it! Like it's been taken apart, so now I have to get it back together. Get it back uh, together. Yeah, shit. Maybe if we just um, cheer, we can be like Gunbarat Kyo. Don't, don't do that. It will make me cringe way too fucking hard. <laughs> the cringe no, will make you build faster. That, it, I know because it's delicate. Damn it! Okay, this is not going well. No. Well, you see, if we were cheering you on, this wouldn't have happened. But you, no. you, you didn't want the cheering. See, I, I don't like it when people do the Japanese thing, because, like, currently my buddy L, she made a new raid video from Weeple Raid. If you don't know what raid videos are, those are the, it's the obnoxious thing people do when you raid their channel. Instead of them telling you anything about themselves, they're like, hey, please watch this minute-long-plus video that will show you clips from my channel to give you a feel what my channel's like instead of me just, you know, telling you what kind of fucking person I am and you finding out. And they're really annoying, so a lot of us all have meme ones that Elle does included. She has one of them that is the opening to Shrek that she talked over, and now she has one that is Evangelion. But instead of Evangelion, it's... You probably guessed it. Evangelion? Evangel Evangelion. Because her name's L E L L E. Oh no. So she has that. But at one point, one of her clips, she says Nani, but it comes across as Nani, like with a W in it, and I hate it. <laughs> I have one that just shows it plays the Welcome to Bonus Stage music. I'm dancing in the background. There is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog doing the Fortnite dance to the side, and then Tetsuya Nomura pops up to grace us with his presence. It wastes approximately eight seconds, and you can't get it back. And, that's, and that's, people that's will the redeem it all the time. I remember. I mean, it's a raid video. It's for when people raid. But I also well, only get raided like once a week, so. <laughs> By the way, Timber, your t your video is too confusing. Too confusing. Alright. But that's just me because I don't know nothing about anything of Deltarune and... and yeah. Like, I... Uh... And... What's what's the goddamn yeah. Undertale? Uh, Undertale. There we go. <laughs> Undertale. Yeah. Like, it, uh, most of it was pretty self-contained. Like that video explains pretty much everything exactly as it's presented in the game, with the exception of like references to Undertale, which were only a handful, honestly. But hey, Timber. Yes, Kyo. I never fin. I never finished Delta Rune. It's a shame. You literally have like five minutes left of that game. Yeah, but then... And you didn't play the best part with the fancy ending that is a thing. But the best part was when they were trying to get the banana. That's okay. If that's the best part for you, I'm not going to... That's a, that's a perfectly valid good moment. 
Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss. Yeah. Okay, so there's a nut that I'm trying to get back into place. Is it a is it a macadamia? Is it a giant no, nut? It's a, is it a big nut in? No, it's a small nut. We're gonna call it a Ken nut. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, I haven't finished Delta Rune. I didn't finish a lot of new games this year though. But I also like hurt my I had carpal tunnel issues yeah. for like five months, so like was it that long? It was from like June until I want to say they were pretty much cleared up by the beginning of October, mm. but I think they started in May. Oh, and also, is your character the only human? Uh, yes. yes. Yes, it's implied that you're the only human in the in the world in Deltarune. There was another one in Undertale where it was kind of the same deal that you're, like, the last human. Alright. Yeah. Is, is the, the big white thing the same person from Undertale? It's that's ambiguous. Uh, I did bring it up. I did bring up a couple of yeah, illusions that's why I, a few times. Where I was why, like, that's why yeah, I was where like, I was just like, kind of weird that this is a thing. Hmm, this is weird, but like, I didn't cover it in my video because the game doesn't cover it, right? Like, they they didn't address it. It's probably going to be addressed. In yeah, because that's like another thing. I should not over yet. Yeah, I should probably have mentioned that either at the start of the video or something. That this is just episode one and two of a seven episode series. So. There's a bunch more to the lore and like the overarching story that just didn't get touched yet. Man, it's it's nice to see that Deltarune's basically going the same the same like a uh, development route as the Shenmue series. Yeah, I do have my. It's not that I, <laughs> it's not that I don't have faith that Toby Fox would finish the games, but seven episodes, pre like pre-establishing that you're gonna have seven episodes when you've only made one. Oof. I don't know. Like, there's... I have not encountered a game that has as much detail as Deltarune has in a single chapter with this many chapters that ever actually saw the end of what it was making. Half-Life 2 never saw an episode 3. So, t um, Timber, Timber, what will it break your heart if you find out that this doesn't get out to seven chapters? Uh, I think the number's gonna be, like, lowered, or it's gonna, like, the seven chapters are not gonna be, like... As long or as, as involved. As yeah, it's probably going to be like something where like they're like you know the seventh chapter is like you know five seconds long or something like that. You know, like a really shorter one. I feel I feel like it has to. I can see it getting at least chapter three, <laughs> right? But like if it takes well, another five I, I years to make at least three, to, at least to four, <laughs> four maybe five. But I don't. I'm like when you say seven chapters, I'm just like I'm... it's a weird number too, right? Yeah, it's weird to be like seven games. I mean, sure, we've seen that many Resident Evils, so, like, it can happen, but it yeah, did but take uh, how many a, decades to get yeah, there. It's over a course of how many freaking years, and he's expecting to do this in, what, within three to four? I think. I think that was the hope, but, like, he's already way off trajectory between Chapter 1 and 2, so... And I think he felt... I think 2 was supposed to be paid content, and he felt bad for how long it took, so he made this one free, as well as... And again, like... He doesn't even need to charge for this. Like, just, like, because he made so much from Undertale. Like, this... If he wanted to, he could make the whole thing free, too. Yeah, he could. The, but, the I mean, problem is that... So, he did up his production values. He actually does have a team. Yeah. I mean, th that's why, like, 1 and 2 were so... Like, we're, we're free. Because, like, he can afford to do that. Right. As well. He gets enough goodwill. 
Well, but, enough um, of Delta Room because I just I watched your video though. It was very very interesting, but I was just like, yeah, for you as someone who hasn't like experienced it, not immersed in the the lore like, of the world, you know, it's with, not... with with the Majora's Mask one, I at least know of <laughs> certain things from Zelda, so I kind of get it. But because mm-hmm. I'm just like, especially with the 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 Undertale the Undertale references, like I just it went hmm. right over my freaking head. <laughs> Yeah, and unfortunately some of those were really hard to avoid. Like, one of the hidden bits in Deltarune is literally a reference to Gaster, which is like, I either spend the next 15 minutes explaining to you what that is, or I make it a five-second bit, and, you know, the people that can get it, great. The rest of you, it has no bearing on the plot or anything. So it's like, okay, it's over. We're done with Gaster. I opted for the latter, but really neither option is ideal. I don't know. I, I It took me a long time to make that video. There's a lot about it that I like. I think it's, you know, I think it is a good video, but I, I do also feel like at that length, there's there's a lot of worst worlds that came in, hmm. in in this video. Just like, because it's so long and it tries to cover so much, it can only go so deep. Also, I, I'm, same I'm, time, I'm sad you didn't reference the, the Squidward poster that he has. Did he have a Squidward poster? Did I not notice? Wait, who who is Bold and Brash? Yeah. Really? In the on the it's Asheville it's side? hung it, it's hung in one of the classrooms. Oh shit! It's like now Timber's get, Timber's gifted like poster retraction video that will come out. In three <laughs> I'm months. pulling this video back. It's not it's not allowed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I totally forgot to mention. It. I did actually notice this, and I completely forgot it was even a thing. I was too busy focusing on the fact that. Uh, that uh, Shom was in the room, but yeah, there is a bold and brash in there. Yeah, bold just... and brash. More like, More like belongs, belongs in the trash. In the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. There's like one. There's one thing I can always like bond with my girlfriend over, and it's like SpongeBob memes. But the problem is, I just like find them, and it's like, hey, you remember this? She's like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, I stopped watching SpongeBob when I was like in eighth grade. <laughs> Yeah, but the latest. So, like the one thing you can count on is going to a hotel, turning on the TV, and being like, "Oh, one of the channels is playing SpongeBob, and it's always the new episodes, and it's never like even a fraction as humorous." My um, yeah, my sister's girlfriend when she was growing up, like she used to watch it a lot, and her dad just has a catch-all word for um. Uh, any type of electronic music he doesn't understand. I think he calls it um, that jellyfish bullshit like <laughs> dance music. <laughs> jellyfish bullshit music. Because like, it basically just a spoof just... on desert, almost a desert storm. What is that? Sand. <laughs> it's a spoof on desert storm. It, no, 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 no. Like, isn't it like just like like jock jams? Yeah. It's Jock Jams, Timber. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure that's just like a, a basketball, like Jock Jams. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, it is. But yeah, no. Like, so, are you going to be doing this for every two chapters, or? <laughs> um, I think it largely like, is... Well, it, it evolves based on how the video does. If this goes into the void of YouTube being like, yeah, I didn't care about this from an algorithmic standpoint, then probably not it took a long ass time 
But mm. I might do something a little bit more concise because I was feeling like maybe if I can make these like 13 minute things that are more focused on like a certain thing the way like the Outer Wilds video was, which you found a lot more comprehensible despite not knowing anything about that game. Although you yeah. watched me stream it, so I don't know if like maybe that contributed but to timber, your understanding of it. Timber, <laughs> I don't understand anything that goes on in that game, even though you <laughs> tell me. <laughs> Like, my friend tried to show uh, another mutual friend of mine uh, how great that game was, and he just was, like, just shoved through everything, and I just the amount of, oh, yeah, that's nice. Oh, cool. Like, you know, like, disgruntled girlfriend right. kind of mood. <laughs> I was feeling right. off of him. <laughs> Neat. Yeah, well... Well, I'm glad that that video didn't give you that that mood. I, I do think that the longer ones probably aren't. I don't know the longer the premise of the longer ones is just like, hey, this is an hour long video that's going to condense this twenty hour experience for you, and there are some ramifications to that. Largely being, if it could have been done. And actually, I think I, I messaged you guys at one point basically being like, I'm never doing this with a game this narratively dense again. And I think that does play a part in it. The more there's actually like a story to unpack in a game, and it's an hour-long video, the more of a, a cluster it can be to try and like unravel that and make it make sense and not be completely overwhelmed by it. Like if I did this for Glover, it'd be a fucking hour-long video where you know everything by the end and you actually understood it because there's only so much that you can say about Glover in an hour um whereas in an I mean, hour I would say the same thing about delta rune and like undertale but you somehow stretch it out to longer than that i don't i don't feel that way like boiling delta rune down into an hour there's really quite a lot to unpack i mean sure if i didn't go I into s- any details and try to like see the analyze same, it at all i think i don't see the same amount of depth that other people do in it it was what i'm getting at like for me it's just like this is just a lot of it feels like lol so random for me, for me, but but like other people too are like, I mean their entire fr- like um you know fan base is like say Final Fantasy VII where there's like oh my god there's so much depth here and I'm like, where is it? But then people are like I think Space Channel Five doesn't have lore and I'm just like pulling out my fucking like <laughs> my big whiteboard. I'm like what'd you right. say? Space yeah, Channel like- Five doesn't have lore. Okay, well, let's start at the beginning. Yeah, you got your Space Channel Five lore. You got your Donkey Kong Country lore. Those are like oh my god, the, bread the, the Donkey Kong timeline. Do you know about the Donkey Kong timeline? Isn't there like three different Kongs that you're technically playing as? So let, let me let me get the Donkey Kong. Oh. You can continue your thought while I'm doing this. He really does have the the whiteboard. It's coming. No, there is a Donkey Kong timeline that someone made in the style of the um, Hyrule Historia as a joke. Oh, like a full, like, actual book thing? <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't put him past that. So, I remember you talking to me about this one time. Like, like, like this isn't this isn't official, but it's really funny because someone decided to take it. Because we were like... Because the Donkey Kong in the country series is the son of the Donkey Kong from the original. And the original Donkey Kong is... Crank, no, he's the grandson yeah. of the original. T- technically, Cranky. And the original one is Cranky. Cranky, yeah. Cranky's the original Kong. So it starts out with the legend of Donkey and the Kong. Um, the creation is in Yoshi's Island DS, and then the crankiest era is Donkey Kong, ri- the rise of Mario. Um, the wicked plumber cages the hero, which brings the era of ripening, and that's when Donkey Kong Jr. takes place, the first successor of the Barrel King. 
After that, there is the Great Banana Split, which um, splits into three separate timelines. Um, with the defeat of Junior and the New Conquest, that's where con- Country 1, Land, Country 2, Country 3, uh, DK64, Diddy Kong Racing, Donkey Kong Country Returns, and Tropical Freeze all take place, and ends with Barrel Blast. Um, but then there is also the success of Junior and the rivalry of Red, and that's where Donkey Kong Junior Math, Super Mario Kart, Donkey Kong Hockey, Mario Tennis, this is where the sports things take place. Um, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat takes place here. Uh, Donkey Kong 3, Punch-Out, because in Punch-Out on the Wii, Donkey Kong makes an appearance, you know, in the, the, the title match. And then through all the Mario, the Mario vs. Donkey Kong games take place. The final one is The Plumber's Change of Heart and The Ministry of Music, which includes the Donkey Kong Country TV series, Donkey Konga 1, 2, and 3, Mario Party, DK King of Swing, The Jungle Jungle Climber, Mario Hoops 3 on 3 is here for some reason, where they met the Final Fantasy characters, and Fortune Street, where they met the, Do- the Dragon Quest um, characters, then Sports Mix, and they all end with Barrel Blast. They just all do, because that's now- the convergence point. Was there actually time travel in Donkey Kong Jr.? Is that why this, the great banana split can happen? No, no. It's just making no, fun of Zelda. It's just making well, of course, fun of, of course. Zelda. <laughs> and do they explain... So, like, Cranky Kong, was there ever an explanation for why he kidnapped Pauline? Cause he because he was horny. horny. <laughs> he was horny. <laughs> okay, so the, the, the best thing that is... Okay. So the best way to explain why he kidnapped Pauline was the original Donkey Kong game was supposed to be based on Popeye, and Bluto is DK, Popeye is Mario, and Olive is Pauline. But they couldn't get the rights to it, so they just changed it into an original, like, content, Do Not Steal, and that's why Mario is Jumpman, Pauline takes the place of Olive, and Bluto's replaced by Donkey Kong, because they thought a, you know, because he's climbing up stuff, it'd right. be like King Kong. Yeah, I mean, it makes that's perfect it, that's sense. It. That's the only reason why he does this because King Kong Um, but yeah that's the Donkey Kong timeline what were we talking oh we were talking talking about about Timber's Undertale (laughs) I feel Uh, like we we used a better portion of our time I I think I think it was good I think that was you know we were talking about narrative depth and how people can have subjectively different opinions about what games have a greater like ocean of lore to explore compared to others um, like I could very well oh, yeah. go into great detail about how there is actually quite an extensive lore for Deadbolt, a game that like very few people have played. Um, okay. What if I told you I don't want you to do that? You don't need to do that. No, oh, I don't, don't want you to do that. Not oh, no, that you don't need to. There's no, there's no need or or, di- or a lack no of need. It's more of no. I, th- I, I think the world it's just, really it's just I don't use, want you to. I think the world could really use like an hour long Deadbolt video. No. I think you'll have uh, to start by explaining what Deadbolt is because most people have forgotten. Yeah, that would about be the pro- that would be the problem. The um, I, I I don't know. YouTube's a weird place, and you have to be really like weirdly tactical about things. And again, like when it when it comes to like picking content, it's like okay, I could cover Deltarune, I could probably cover Mario, Zelda, and then like you start getting down into what at that point YouTube would already consider the the underground of ooh is is he talking about Metal Gear Solid that's such a that's such a niche title that so few people have heard of before like it gets really weird when you're when you're thinking about like what's actually even remotely niche. searched on YouTube the the Metal Gear it's just because of it's just because of where the the search bar is right of what the algorithm's even going to feed to people like if you're looking at I things that are I think Metal Gear is 
I feel like Metal Gear is starting to go into it's mainstream niche territory. Enough. It's it's mainstream, but I think it's slowly starting to slip into niche obscurity because the series is like it has the nothing, last... no, nothing has came out of it. Yeah, so. I mean, for a lot of people, the series ended at four because yeah. Peace Walker. A lot of people slept on because it was a PSP game, despite the fact it got ported later. Yep. It's not on PC, so a lot of people slept on it. And then five was very divisive for people, so like barely anyone talks about it anymore and then survive a lot of people forgot existed in general so like the series is kind of like it's one of those people know it but they know it in in like terms of kojima made it yeah and that's about it it's okay that's really that's i think timber timber like i was like thinking to myself i was like you shouldn't feel disheartened by the fact that this is an hour-long video because of the fact that i sat down and watched a seven-hour fucking dissertation about freaking Death Stranding of all games. Uh, Speaking of Death Stranding... Be, uh, I probably know who, who it was that you watched for that because there's only like one guy that makes seven hour long videos on YouTube anyway. But what were you saying, Kyo? Speaking of Death Stranding, I, was, I started playing that on PC. Yeah? yeah. How do you like the that, one? That, uh, there's something incredibly gratifying about picking things up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> arranging them on your back because also like so like for Death Stranding like if anyone hasn't played it because I know a lot of people haven't um I don't really know how to get into the story other than it's t- it's weird Kojima bullshit yeah, but like the meat of the game is you're walking and delivering shit because it's Amazon Prime Delivery Boy Simulator hmm. um you walk over basically everything you hold down the run button press down the two buttons that um like have you like there's one button to, like, hold on to your, like, the left side of your body, one to hold on to your right to kind of, like, on your backpack straps, and, yep. like... To balance um, To balance yourself. And, like, it's basically what you do is you hold down those buttons, and you hold down the run button, and you run until you run out of stamina, and then you never fall. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... So that's how you play the game. Um, but what you're doing is, like, there's a story, and they're trying to get you to connect America. I really don't understand how... Like I, I, I don't have a sense of scale because like okay you're going from here to that thing over there I'm like is America really condensed or do I just like I don't know how far things are like I don't know maybe it, it does seem like you traveled a long time after a while but I know after a while you get vehicles so I don't know but anyway you're walking around most things are like here's a mission I need you to take um, this can of sloppy joes over there mm-hmm. you're like okay and then you do like and I need you to take this magical floating USB port and hook them up to our network. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But along the way, you need to use your, like, tools and stuff to build bridges and stuff, and since you're playing online, your bridges will appear in other people's instances of the game, and uh, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not, and if you use it, you give them a like, and they have this really nice sound effect that goes, like, every time you do it, and I need to get that sound effect because it's really satisfying. It's, and you can um, even mash a button to it, like people's shit. It's the same. It's the same type of tone and pitch as the the line um, notification for Japanese. Yeah, I line. think that's what it is for me. So it's just like yeah, it's satisfying. Um, okay, don't show me that. I really want. Wait, are those official now? Yep, it's the official one. Bro, I don't have the money for it. I want January it between 1st. that and Luigi's Mansion. January first. <laughs> I do have the money for it, but I need to buy a car instead. That money's saved for a car. If I buy Legos, I'm going to get kicked out of my house. Anyway. What if it's so a Lego car? You're... Shut up. Yeah, so you're going from point A... 
Anyway, you're going from point A to point B, carrying your like backpack full of sloppy joes, which you have meticulously Tetris on your back or on your sides. Yeah. Um, you have this weird suit where you basically have a backpack that has a tool rack on the side of it, so you can put stuff there, and then you have uh, things that are like on your shoulders that are there's one on your shoulder of each of your shoulders and one on each of your legs. So I like to build my guy up to look like he's a Gundam. Yeah. And he has. <laughs> So, like, he just looks like Samurai Gundam mode, but, like, instead of, like, armor, it's briefcases. Yeah. And, like, you you collect, you put all that, you hold down those two buttons, and you run. You just, like, make a break for it, and you try not to fall and deliver shit. There's something satisfying about picking things up and then it magnetically snapping to certain yeah. parts, in your bo- yeah. parts in your body. And it's, like, for, it just, it, it's hitting the smooth brain mentality that I'm looking for. And then, like, I sit there and I stare at the the cutscenes when they happen. I'm like, I have still have no idea what's going on. Like, say everyone you, is say what you will about the story. The the mechanics for Death Stranding is actually really really good, and I really love that. I don't know how long it will take for me to burn out on that because I'm mm. sure it's not a short game just by sheer cutscene length and stuff like that. And there's a lot yeah. of like doing stuff in between, like running around. I met a first encounter with, like, enemies I didn't know you could punch, because I'm playing on keyboard and mouse, so I don't know how to do it, so that's why I haven't gone back, because I haven't gotten a controller to play yet. Yeah. Um, But, like, I like the social aspect of it, where, like, you're building... Everything's way too on the nose. You play as Sam Porter Bridges, and you build bridges, and you're a porter. Yeah. And it's... (laughs) Everyone, and, like, kept on, this... <laughs> everyone kept on saying, why is his name isn't just Dill and last name Avery? <laughs> oh, it could have been. I mean, it could have been. They would say it straight to your face. Yeah. There's that. There's um the Die president Hard of the Mac. United States. <laughs> the president of the United States, their name is like, um, I forgot, it's something America Strand. And they yeah. talk about <laughs> Strand all the time. Die Hard Man is just like this guy with a mask that works at the White House that's, like, in charge of shit. And then Dead Man, who is played by the skin of, uh... Um... What's his name? (laughs) No, Guillermo del Toro. It's Guillermo del Toro, his skin, being played by someone else. He's like, my name's Dead Man. I handle dead bodies, but I'm not actually dead myself. And everyone's astral projecting places? It's... I, I I don't know. But there's... It is somewhat satisfying, but I like the social aspects the most, where of, like... I put down this ladder to make a bridge. Oh, then man. other people can use that ladder to make a bridge. And then at certain parts, you can drop cargo off. And you can, like, go to those things. Like, some people dropped off a ladder. You need a ladder? Take that ladder. And you can leave some other shit because you yeah. can't carry it. And then someone else will take it. So, like, you get... There's... It's a weird asymmetrical... Not asymmetrical, but, like... What's the way to say it? It's multiplayer, but it's not... In the moment. It's, like... Perpetual... Like, that would Perpetual? Be that asynchronous? Yeah. Asynchronous. Asynchronous, that's the word. That's what I'm thinking of. It's like asynchronous multiplayer, where everyone's playing, but not together at the same time, but you affect what other people's so, games are you, doing. So once you get to the second part of the continent, um, the game really opens up first, and that's where mm-hmm. you'll see, like, oh, okay, well, that's the length of the entire United States. Basically. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. And... So, I told you, right? So, I played that game. I played that game so fucking hard and grinded for mm-hmm. material so fucking hard that I made about 80% of the road. <laughs> oh, do you start building a road after a while? Yeah, you start building a road once you get to the, the bigger continent. Okay. 
And from my that, understanding, looking at the map, yeah, where I live no longer exists. Because I was looking at like, do I get to go to St. Louis? And I think the answer is no. I think it's where a big crater is. Yeah, yeah. There's a big crater where where the Midwest is. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so did, he did not have much love funny. for that part of America. It's just really funny that I'm just like, yeah, no, I remember I went really fucking hard, but I would go back and I would just receive so many fucking likes because I was the first person to build a road in that area so every single mm. pass um every single time you pass by the post of the road you'll receive a like mm. so yeah because anytime you use anything someone else built they get a like and then you can choose to give them more likes if you want which i do for anyone that makes anything remotely remotely nice for me yeah. like it could like just go across the stream and be like you're gonna get me mashing the the five button. Yeah, that's what you're getting. You get all the likes, and it's like you can only send so many. I'm like, I don't care. Yep, just send them. There was there was another one. There's another part of um, of uh, I made a bridge, so there's a part where you have to steal a vehicle, and the easier way to get that vehicle to where you want it is you just build a bridge over this this canyon looking area. The person that initially built the bridge made it over a rock so if someone drives over it it'll get lodged into the rock and can't go oh my god so that was bad planning on his part so literally not even 20 feet away i made another bridge and i have so much more likes because that one is much more <laughs> dynamic and i put a generator nearby that bridge so that you'll charge up your car as soon as you cross over yeah, I went I'm really on, hard on that game. <laughs> I'm working on getting a vehicle now. I met my first mule encounter, and like yeah. I just need to get back to it. I played it like it's been like two weeks since I played it, but I liked what I played. Yeah, I definitely was not ready for that game when it came out. Yeah, um, definitely a different mindset now. Yeah, it's a weird game. Oh, I yeah. like that it exists. It. I don't know anything else to compare it to. Like Metal Gear is the closest comparison, but only in presentation. Only in presentation, and I think the only. Th Five is probably the closest in yes. scope, but not mm. even in the way that I think of scope. <laughs> it's like it's like five's like world, like a bigger version of five's world and gameplay in a way. Like it's definitely yeah. like stripped down, like you know, toned down to something else. But it's like five, five's game like um style of uh like like focus. It's five focus on gameplay plus four's length of cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's for sure. Um, just the only a, thing I don't like about it is yeah. the music is awful. <laughs> you don't like the, the music <laughs> is awful. It sounds like two flannel jackets singing most of the time. It so, sounds like a flannel that, jacket singing reason... and another one playing guitar. Okay, so the reason why that particular artist i'm like the the name is escaping me at the current moment it's like a one word thing hold on i can probably look it up uh lower the the person um that sings a majority of the songs is uh lower and mm -hmm. the reason why he is so involved in that game is so the setting of where they did the the architecture and stuff like that and just mm -hmm. the whole world looking thing they went to um iceland okay and l when they were visiting a coffee shop 
Lowar was playing and Kojima really liked it. And that's the only reason why he is so involved in that fucking game. <laughs> I just find most of the music to not be very good. I don't care for it. It's, it's very it's, pre- it's very pretentious indie it's shit. Way, <laughs> it's way too pretentious. I'm like, this is... I feel like I left this portion of indie music like eight years ago. And then they just have like, a random that? Gen Hoshino song because it was the partnership between him and Sony. Yeah, it's just... Mm, I could go without it. I've been, like, tempted to just put on other music. Yeah. I'm like, just let me listen to Paramore. If I have to listen to music, for one, I'd rather have none. But two, yeah. if I have to, like, can you just put Paramore in here? <laughs> yeah. But I think everything's better with Paramore. Um, Just a heads up. Try not to kill anyone unless you know where the furnaces are. Yeah, I was. I figured that much out from the, because like I was like, how do I kill people? Like, or how do I get a gun? And someone's like, well, if you kill people, you you they already explain what that means. I'm like, then what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. So you'll get stunning weapons eventually, and then you'll get weapons to do damage to the the BTS. Hmm. You'll get you'll get actual munitions and actual guns probably near the third act of the game. Okay. Does, but they also the... they also use live ammunition on you, so you just have to be aware of that. Have you played the director's cut? No, unfortunately, I just haven't. Not that I haven't had time. It's just as of right now, I'm not in the right mindset to go back into yeah, the shining. Yeah. It definitely you need to be in a certain mood for it. I just want to know if they made the BT encounters not awful in the director's cut because I heard they they rebalanced them because as it stands right now, I feel like they are the worst part of the game. Yeah, especially because it, there are, well, one there are at certain points where the game just really ranks up the difficulty, and two. Mm they'll be at certain random points where you're just like, well, frick, I kind of just want to do this mission. I don't want to deal with you guys right now mm-hmm. kind of thing. And is I there s- any way to turn off the button mashing? Because that is why I hate them the most. Uh, it's like ma- Well, when you get found? It's like, yeah. Because okay. I'm not good at stealth. Yeah. Once, once, Honestly, once you get the weapons to do damage to them, they're, they're an afterthought to be honest, and okay. you only need to just pay attention where the hell they are. Because once you get the, okay. the ammo to to do harm and quote-unquote destroy them or finish them or kill them, then they're, they're pretty much an afterthought. They're, it's more of an annoyance kind of thing where, okay, I need to take out these weapons. So, But yeah, that's been my time with Death Stranding so far. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, Death Stranding is my, my was my game of the year in 2019. So like that that game is so I understand its faults. I completely understand it, but for what it is, I absolutely loved it. I love the world and just what you can do in it. <laughs> do we lose timber during this conversation? <laughs> were you were you kept, well, the- petting Marv? No, Norm. He's, Norm. he's put himself in a little box off into the side here. He's sleeping. Surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly not not attacking my microphone and or laptop, which he normally does. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Were you playing I anything else or shall we... 
Um, I'm trying to think. Have I gotten it? I, I've been trying to play other things. I haven't had, like, the attention span off stream to play anything lately. My attention span's been shot since Thanksgiving, to be completely honest. <laughs> I've been trying to get through, which is funny, because I've played a lot of Metal Gear since then, which made it a lot worse. I was trying to play it today, and I'm like, I don't have the attention span today. We're going to get... Uh, we let Meryl die. We're playing Integral. We let Meryl die, and I'm like, okay, I'm done for the day. Because <laughs> we've never gotten the bro ending before. You never got the bro ending? Yeah. We're the... Yeah. Um... But, like, at least stream-wise, I've been doing that. I tried to do a club-only playthrough of Parasite Eve. I got to the final two bosses. Like, the final two, like, Final Eve and then UB. Those were not possible with how I have it. So if I beat the game... If I beat the game maybe once or twice more, keep beefing up my club, I should be able to do it. But I can't do it at the moment. And then I'm gonna try and do Metal Gear Solid 3 European Extreme soon. Because it's the only one in the series, I think, that doesn't require butt mashing of the original trilogy. Yeah. Because they took it out. They're supposed to have it in that part where he loses his eye, but they took it out of there. Or rather, they ran out of time to code it. And I'm like, yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you. How about y'all? Go, Timber. What have you been playing? Sure. Uh, so, I played a couple of things. One, um, I'm going to only touch on briefly because I don't think anyone in here cares, um, but it was a game called Sunlight. Um, you were correct. It is a, <laughs> it's a game that, as far as I know, the only pitch was it costs $3, and if you buy it, it, it they plant a tree somewhere. And I was like, okay. Um, but it was also voted one of the best games of January. If you don't buy it, do they remove one? <laughs> that would be a great counterpoint. If you buy we, it and you refund it, buy the, we rip that tree out. Yeah, for every person that doesn't buy this, we will destroy a rainforest. We will burn down a forest if you refund it. Don't test us. <laughs> it's $3. Um, you don't need it. Three dollars, but yeah, I was I was curious because I hadn't heard about the game, and a lot of people considered it one of the best games that came out in January of 2021. So I was like, okay, what the heck? So I went in, um, and it's something that was referred to as a meditative experience. I don't know if I would call it that because I didn't particularly feel particularly well meditated by the process. But there was an old man gently like explaining to you the birth of a tree, and then he sort of meanders into talking about how you would describe sunlight to a blind person um, and then decided that arbitrarily that the best way to do that is by playing Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. So I was like, okay, fine. Then it moves into the next phase where like you're looking at this beautiful forest painting and you basically just walk through it. It's like a walking simulator. And all of the trees are talking and they're all telling the same story in unison a chorus of like 15 different voice actors each tree appointed its own designated voice actor as you go through the forest and you'll find certain voices repeating as you go along um where they they tell the story of a kid that licked some sap or or, or tree tears uh, which sent him to the er and then while he was in the er uh he tripped the fuck out and uh, saw saw himself as the doctor, and then basically, I think the f the final resolution of the whole story was basically everyone is together, we're all connected, love each other, 
definitely had an LSD trip making this game sort of thing. Um, but mm. there were some good voice actors in there. <laughs> um, Name one. There was one... I don't know, this girl had like a really weirdly raspy voice about her. And she... Bro, those are like the hottest voices. <laughs> she I'm not like... even joking. <laughs> she like... Like, hit me with an Emma Stone voice. Like, that's... Right. She... I don't know, she was appealing because I think during one of the final lines, there was, like, this section where it, it talks about, like, the end of all things and, and that we're, we're together even when we're not. And she, like, starts choking, right? Like, like choking back tears as she's delivering the lines before it then opens up to the big reveal at the end that I shouldn't spoil because this game is, like, 30 minutes long total. So, but it's, uh... Here's spoiler... Here's spoiler territory if you don't want to hear it. Don't spoiler territory right now. Yeah. So the big spoiler is that at the end, the forest um, spills open, and instead of seeing the forest, you just see like endless ashen ground with cut down tr- trees. And at each of the stumps, you have the option, the same way as many other players, to lay the bouquet of flowers you've been collecting over the course of the game at the foot of this um, stump to say whatever you want. Um, and you get to see other players' entries as well. Uh, at least a couple of them were uh, basically like, Hi, follow me on twitch.tv slash whatever, <laughs> which just like throws off the whole feel. I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> Please tell me you put, hey everybody, it's Timper Taft, your boy. I just, it's so. Your boy. <laughs> When I boy, first boy, boy. played, when I first played, I didn't find any player stuff, so I didn't understand what was happening. I just like arbitrarily typed the word Timber Taft, no context, no nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was during Alkwee Fox's playthrough. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> now you're one of those douchebags. Oh neat. <laughs> Um, you've become what you hated the most yeah it was a good bit of fun though you're able to go all the way until you eventually hit an invisible wall like 15 minutes of walking into this sea of stumps and there are some players who set stuff out there you know some of them trying to be point and being like the 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 longest journey in life is the journey to the end or, or whatever bullshit and then occasionally you'll have one person who's like I came all the way over here, and it's an invisible wall. <laughs> like, thanks for the very poignant dialogue. Uh, the internet was a mistake. But, um, so that that was like, I guess, the artful experience. The other thing that I had played was Resident Evil. Did you finally play the Village? Original? I finally played Resident Evil... Four on VR. Oh my god. Oh. Uh. And <laughs> mixed emotions. And um, it was actually. Alright, I'm done. Um, oh, bye, Ken. He's um, gone. It's actually pretty good, though. Um, so the experience is Resident Evil 4, as you know it. Uh, I think for some reason they redubbed Leon, which was really weird. They didn't weird. redub it? I think they. Again? Again, a third time. Was there? Well, maybe, maybe I just didn't hear the shitty newest dub, and this was my first exposure. 
but it was definitely not the original Leon. <laughs> There's Name just the like original Leon. It's not. All I know is that it is not who I thought it was, um, because the one that I'm thinking of, Matt Mercer, only played him in six. But he did a damn no, good he, impression. No, no Matt Mercer in the first one was Paul Mercier. So it was someone else for two, and then it was Paul Mercier for four, then Matt Mercer for six. Matt Mercer doing a, a, a Paul Mercier impression. Basically. Like, he, he went off that version of voice instead of the RE2 version. Right. Hey, it's that dog. But, um... Your left yeah, hand so... comes off? I think but, that Leon voice is the best one. I think 4's Leon is the best Leon voice. I like Matt Mercer, but I think 4's hit it the best. I think so. I think it's like the perfect ham voice acting, but it still comes across as this is supposed to be a cool character, and he, he is, but in like a, but where a, everyone a very go, ham and evil way. <laughs> where everyone go? Bingo? <laughs> uh... But yeah, so the VR experience of it, obviously it's the same game, but what, largely the things that they change, it's in first person, which is kind of trippy because all of a sudden you're like, it's like re- if Resident Evil 4 was using the Resident Evil 7 engine, since it's mm-hmm. you know first person and you have to interact with things in a very different way. Um, I love what they did for actually collecting and picking up items because now if you walk over them in VR... Um, the object on the ground will pop up in front of you and you just reach out, grab it, and shove it in your pocket. <laughs> so I'm just like taking herbs, shoving them in my pant pockets and moving on. So, so, or these boxes so Timber, of killing. Timber, how many times have you died struggling trying to reload your gun? <laughs> so, first of all, um, that only happened once and it was because the game decided to teach me about the shot. It was like, here, have a shotgun. And then it gave me, like, a two-second tutorial about the shotgun being like, see, this is a shotgun, this is how you shoot it, this is how you reload it, now go. I was like, okay, cool. With Without any of the further context about the fact that I have to load each individual shell um, and that it's a double-barrel shotgun and that, Timber. yes, if, Tim- you, if, you, if you reload it prematurely, it ejects the old cartridge, so you lose ammo if you reload early. <laughs> Premature ejection. Uh, yeah, uh, but it, it, it does it have night. it does have realistic reloads though, which I thought was an unexpected and very cool addition. I haven't played any other games in VR that actually did this. It's weird that Resident Evil Four is the one that like breaks new. Ground have you played Half Life Alex yet? I haven't. I'm, I'm obviously that's the one that probably you need to play that one because that Wait. is my. I don't. Okay, I don't so, like Half Life. I don't. I think it's boring. I think it's a boring boomer FPS game. Half-Life Alex is very, very good, and I love it. I didn't realize you had VR. I know. No, Tom does. he does. Tom does. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Tom has, yeah, I, Tom has the index. I can finally play Half-Life Alex um, now that I have a new computer, but I have not had a chance to set up the Oculus on my PC to make that happen, but it is on my to-do list. Um, Resident Evil 4 VR... Um, the reloads are really interesting, but probably one of the most fascinating things with it was how you end up just with your body interacting with the world differently just because it makes logical sense to you. There was this one instance where there were a couple of um, 
what do they call them in that game? Gispado, Desperados, Ganados, Donados, Ganados, Ganados. It means cattle. It means Ganados. <laughs> Ganados. Ganados. Yes. Um, so those guys, they were super far away. They were like standing off on a bridge, and I was trying to shoot them with my pistol because it was the only weapon I had on me. I'm firing and firing. I'm going, man, I am bad at aiming. And I was like, well, what if I do that thing they do in the movies? So, like, I take my right arm, put it underneath my left hand, which is holding my Oculus uh, controller, which is, you know, the gun in this case. And lo and behold, it actually stabilizes your aim and makes it easier to shoot things, just like in real life. Uh, and it's not something that the game was even tracking at all. Like, it's not like the game was like, this is going to improve your aim. It's just, you know, physically, yes, if you do that to your body, it it will make you more stable and make it easier to shoot. Um, and that's not something the game teaches you. Like, I just thought that was kind of just a cool thing that VR does that I have not experienced in anything else when it comes to games. Um, Half-Life Alex probably does a similar thing, or would have that same experience if I could play it but um but yeah I did unfortunately die because my shotgun <laughs> and reloading it is quite a bit different than the pistol and I wasn't expecting that it do be like that sometimes it do be like that no. it's also a lot of fun whipping out the knife because the knife is put in your strap right on your like upper chest so but, you gotta reach yeah, to your, your, side, your yeah. pack yeah. to pull the knife out and then um, go stabby stabby in front of you before then sheathing it back up you just feel really cool playing that game even though you definitely look like a dork if you're actually visibly being watched as you play because anybody will in VR uh, but those those are kind of the two games that I actually played I guess so oh you're not, um, gonna, you're not gonna play 8 yet huh? it's coming also, I played Mario Superstars. Ooh, how's party. that? Mario Party Superstars. Uh, it is the best Mario Party I've played since an old Mario Party game. <laughs> to be fair, it's a very low bar. Uh, I think the last one I really played was 3. Then I occasionally played with friends on like 8, 9, 10 at their places, but I always hated the experience of those. They they always felt like watered-down facsimiles of the originals. You're playing Mario Party Superstars. Of course, it'll be just exactly like playing the first three games because it is the first three games. That's not true. That's not true. Mario Party Superstars is a. It's Timber, a superstar I have pack the of, game. Of all the best. It has all the best maps, all the best mini games of all the all different the best Mario maps parties. from the first two Mario Party games. They have some songs from Mario Party Ten in there. Songs, but map. You're saying maps. Maps. It's fucking the first two Mario Party games. Timber, I played this game. It had three and it had four. I'm pretty sure there was a map from four. The the games are from three and four, but not the maps. (laughs) No, no, no. The games. The games have a wide spread. There's quite a few from pretty much all of them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Timber, I'm gonna look it up right now. What are the boards that are from Superstar? Perhaps part of the problem is that I pres- I expected that just like in the original Mario parties, you could un- eventually unlock new maps from the store, but it sounds like... Hell no! Timber, this is a fucking Nintendo game! <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah, so was the first Mario Party. They did it then. You had unlockable maps back then. 
This is modern Nintendo. <laughs> All boards. Yep, so we got Spaceland, which is so. from 2, Birthday Cake, which is from 1, Yoshi Tropical Island 1, Woody Woods, which is from... Three, I think. Horrorland, I'm not so sure. Horrorland's probably two. I feel like that. Horrorland is sounds. Woody Woods Mario Party from three. Yeah, it's only the first three games. Okay, we'll see. It's not just the first two. Semantics. I rest <laughs> my case. I rest my case. Um. But yeah, they do at least have the mini games though, which is honestly the part that matters. And I'm quite happy that Yoshi Tropical Island's there. That's the only one I needed. They can do whatever else mm -hmm. they want with the others. I mean, it's the best song. Yeah. A lot of people said Birthday Cake was a weird pick. And I guess it I guess it is. I don't know if I ever no, really cared about Compared to everything else, because I, I rather have Western Land, to be honest. Yeah, Western I would definitely, yeah. Or the, at least cool. the... The first, um, the first board, the one where it switches between Toad and Bowser. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's Tropical them. Island that does that. No, Tropical Island doesn't switch. They only switch when you hit the exclamation point. Oh oh, you're talking about the one where it like flips every turn, basically. Yeah. I don't remember what that one was. You're right. It's, it was from the first game. It's the one that you get. You're, you see them on a cloud up a tower and then they switch oh yeah, yeah 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 that's that's the uh, rainbow road I think I think that's what they called it or just castle in the clouds or some shit that was very very yeah. generic yeah 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 regardless um but yeah that that was a I, I'm, I really enjoyed my time with it interestingly it feels like a more fair um version just because there's a lot more like the items are not the same it, it, it does modernize like the item listing that you can it, actually it choose modernized from, so, like, everything from um from super mario party right so as a result you have a little bit more strategy that you can play with so you're not just like completely at the whim of luck like you would have been in the original games which makes yeah. it a little bit more tolerable I mean, and a it's... lot more friendly Superstar is a little bit easier compared to the original ones, but compared to the last Mario Party game, it's a little bit more challenging. Um, mostly because of the fact that... So, in Super Mario Party, stars are only 10 coins. Well, this went back to the original 20. Which I, I'm games, happy for. I, I didn't, I didn't the want games, the actual... Um, you, also, you also get the, the partner blocks and stuff like that, and the special blocks... The special blocks, those are the ones for strategy, but um, the partner blocks ones also really help you out, especially if you're in a trap area, so to speak. Yeah, I, th like, I think that those those are pretty cool. I think the stickers are also a really fun addition, um, just because you can basically spam people, and there's actually bonus stars you can get for using the most stickers, <laughs> which yeah. is like the most bullshit way to potentially win. I'm just like... You said good job 500 times. Here's your star for being a good sport. Um, yeah. So that, I think that encapsulates, like, the TimberTaft gaming experience for the past few weeks. I spent a lot of time working on that video and trying to crank it out. So a lot of this 
was stuff that I finally was able to play in like the past four days, maybe. Hmm. What about you, Ken? So I am almost done with the first gym <laughs> for my Pokemon Professor Oak Challenge. Granted, I I'm forgot not, you were still playing that. I'm not hardcore playing it. That, that's the thing. I'm doing it whenever I have free time kind of thing. And I'm just like, if I have a YouTube video on that, I just play it in the background. So I, I, the, the total amount of Pokemon that you need to get is tw- 31. I have 28 right now. So, like, two more. And, like, the last one, the last one was, uh, that I'm doing is Torterra. Torterra, and then I gotta do, um, the bird. Because they have higher, higher things. Um, Mm. evolution points for their level ups. But I'm almost done with that. I, I was, I was able to kill two birds with one stone with, uh, Gyarados and Luxray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Because I ended up just training Luxray and then I trained it um, Magikarp for for EX Share. So that was the only time that EX Share actually kind of helped me for a bit. So. But besides that, I've been playing. Hitman 3. So I bought Hitman 3 through holiday sales because it was only like 20 bucks. So I was like, yeah, why not? I've been enjoying my time with Hitman. Ported over all the maps from 2 and 1. And what's one interesting thing is so if you port over, you can port over the Game of the Year edition from 1, which includes the DLC from 1. You can't do that for 2 if you port it one from two you would need to buy the dlc separate so that's a little extra cost that i didn't mind that i was like presently surprised like when i when i ported over hitman one and i bought the dlc for two because it was originally 40 bucks but now it's was ten dollars so i was like yeah you know what i spent a lot of time with hitman i spent a a lot of time with Hitman, so ten dollars I can throw that for DLC. That I, I, I think that's enough of a fair give there, and it's very interesting. So like the H, quote unquote HDR glow up that they did for the older maps is somewhat nice. It's a little bit darker at certain points though. So like Timber, I probably can't see it with my blind fucking eyes, but if if you were to compare three and one, you'll probably notice a huge ass fucking difference in in scope. I of definitely textures. did. I definitely did. Like looking at um, because they did upgrade to three's system, but I haven't played any maps besides Hitman ones. Yeah. Um, and it it definitely has like it, it looks better, but I would say that it as as a piece of trying to like improve those gra- that graphical fidelity, they have richened the darkness. Um, which yeah, is so like there's certain points where like I kind of know where the item is, but you could possibly miss it because of it just being too fucking dark at that certain corner, right? <laughs> oh yeah, um, that could definitely happen. And I think I may have even adjusted my brightness a little bit to compensate for it. I don't recall, but they do have. 
Uh, I, th I do think that as part of it, they did also make the actual guards and NPCs a little less sensitive too, though. That it's basically like, it's as though those darker places actually are darker. It's not just like aesthetic. Show. But it, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I've been enjoying my time with that. I've also started Halo Infinite, the the campaign, and it's, it's all right. I granted mm. i just don't remember what happened since i never played guardians which is the, the i don't think game. anyone did yeah <laughs> so i'm kind of just kind of lost and it kind of got you back i really don't like the open worldness i really don't i still need to i downloaded it but i haven't started yet because i wanted to play it with someone and it's yeah. like yeah i don't know it, they, they really try to make it like one but that was probably the the worst part of one, in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's open worldness with like little to no sense of where the fuck to go. That that's my whole yeah. thing. If if you're gonna give me open worldness, at least give me a sensor to go tell me what the fuck to do. Yeah, no one likes being. I don't know. Like people don't actually like being lost, and I don't know why the they think people do. But no one likes being lost in games. No one enjoys that. That's like my biggest pet peeve in like open world games and MMOs for that matter because 14 is a huge outlier for that for certain things. But just tell me exactly where to go and exactly what to do because I'm 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 too old for this shit. I'd rather just do my story and get done. I think to me it depends on how the information is presented. There are very few games that do it the way that I like though where make it you know, tell me where to go, right? Tell me you need to go west by by the, the, the Chapel Hill and then there's going to be a tree on your right and there's going to be, like, that's that's where the Temple of, of the Arcane is. And I'll go, okay, that sounds great. And then I can use my brain and those details to actually find it and identify it and have that cool moment of, like, that's the tree and, oh, my God, that is the Temple of the Arcane. Instead of, here's a quest objective, here's a marker which 90% of games do these days. Um, so you're, you're just kind of looking at the map and, and not really, you know, exploring because you're, you're too busy just trying to beeline it to that blinky thing on your map. I don't know if you agree about that, but... Timber, that's fine, though, but like, like I just said, I don't have time to do that. <laughs> well, the thing is that the exploration is part of how you end up discovering the other components in the game if it has a lot of like side quest stuff i guess if you're not into if your goal is to just beeline the main quest then yeah i can well, see it being okay a problem, so but... the prop probably the perfect place to have done this or like the person perfect game to have done that was breath of the wild because it gave me tense where the fuck to go but you had to explore to get there right yeah, so. it, it definitely, it generally didn't quest marker you, um, which was nice. It gave me the vague area to where to go, and just you decide how to get there. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Yep. Infinite doesn't do that at times. <laughs> and I hadn't played Infinite, so I, I admit that I don't know. I don't know what degree of, of like... Directionless. But that's also the same same for Halo One. Halo One doesn't do that at time. It just when you get to a certain area, then that certain mission triggers, and then you're kind of sprouted into 
into th- that, kind that of think scenario. Of it, I, think, I think I even had that problem with Halo 3, where there was like at least one point where the game opened into into like a field or something, and it's just like, yeah, they're coming, right, and that. they go, they are? Where are they? Where are they coming? Where do I go to see them coming? I can't find them coming. This is a problem. Well, that that's a clip I'm going to use for later on. <laughs> Send me that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, well, that's also a very bungee thing to do, though, because they did that a lot in Destiny as well. But, you know, besides that, I just... I, I need games to at least give me a... If not the exact point, give me a, a round-the-pile point where the fuck mm. to go. Especially for such in games like like, like Halo and, or, or like a shooter or something like that. Because as much as I love the lore of that, that's what took me out of, of um, ODST. ODST does that as well. I liked ODST, I didn't mind, but you are like wandering around yeah. a lot. And, and you could miss out on a lot of fucking things if you're just mm-hmm. beelining to, to, to certain points. Kind of like what you're saying, Timber. Like with ODST, there's a lot of lore in ODST, but you have to go rummaging around for it. <laughs> Quite. 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 But yeah, yeah. I've also been doing a lot of game collecting as of late, so. Yeah, I've been trying yeah. to like be good about that, but that's hard. <laughs> yeah, so like like I've told you personally, Kill, I've been trying to get all the newly labeled PlayStation Studio games. So like right now, I'm only missing Ghost of Sushi Man, the director's cut, and I would have everything up until 2021 or 2022, the start of 2022. So, and there are like some games like I didn't even think had a physical release, but they do. <laughs> like Destruction All Stars, which is like twenty bucks. But I'm pretty sure if I didn't buy it at the point I did buy it, they aren't gonna print that game no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I've been also getting a lot of Metal Gear stuff because I've been just catching that bug from you. Yeah, I've a. Uh... I'm starting to burn out a little bit, so I might push off doing European Extreme soon, but, like, I also think just the original Metal Gear is hard to play now. Like, going back now, like, because before I did 1, 2, Twin Snakes, 3, and this time I did 3, 1, 2, Integral, and I'm playing Integral, and, like, I just got past, like, Psycho Mantis fight, and I'm like, this fight actually sucks. Like, I love the, like, how it was how like everything everything around it and how it's set up but like the actual fight itself is terrible because it's constantly off screen and you just get smacked in the dick with stuff all the time yeah it's it's obnoxious like personally if i were to revisit one i i'd rather play twin snakes oh twin snakes is just a better experience overall and i i love the borderline self-parody at times with it yeah. It's just a much better experience. It just is. That's, it's just better. That's why I'm like low key hoping that the the, the rumor is that um, Blue Point is doing a ground ground up remake of one. That's that's been the the rumor in the Nether Spheres as of late. I thought they were working on something original this time. Either something original, one or like Silent Hills, or it's like one of the three. 
I don't think anything related to Silent Hill is ever true. Like, I think the closest we're going to get is Slitterhead. I yeah. don't think we're going to see a Silent Hill. Like, mm. sl- Slitterhead, S-H, it's Silent Hill. Yeah. We're not going to get a real Silent Hill again. We're just going to get it in a different name. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. I just... I've been going through that. I got Acid again. Um, I have another copy of Peace Walker. I have your Portable Ops. Um, I also have um, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, which I never owned, surprisingly. I Fun game. For, I bought it for 20 bucks. So I was quite happy, box and all. Hmm. But shall we move on to our Game of the Year stuff, or shall um, we wait for think, questions for that? Because there, quest- there is a question about that. Yeah, we might as well just go into it, because it'll be in the questions as well. So let's just, let's just go into questions. Um, so here's questions from my server. Um, I did ask people. This is our end of the year thing. There's our wrap-up one, our last one that's go- that I think will be out. I don't know. It depends. It'll yep. probably be out beginning of the year. It will be out in within the next week. If, um, if, but I, our first... if I'm not busy tomorrow, I'll probably have it done tomorrow. Okay. Um, our first question comes from Off-Duty Whores. Um, what did you guys get for holiday presents? Did you buy usually? Do you usually buy presents, or do you ever make them yourselves? I can answer that off. I never make presents. Always buy them. Um, my sister makes stuff though. Her and her girlfriend make uh, what I call free-range, one hundred percent organic lesbian crafts, just to be just to just to mess with her. Which to this point this year, she gave me a bar of lotion and put on it. 100% free range all organic lesbian crafts um, lotion bar <laughs> so she does that um, but as far as gifts for me um, my girlfriend and I since we are a unit we get gifts together now so we got red lobster gift cards uh, uh, a year year passes to the botanical gardens in St. Louis and I got a pair of leather black high top converse all stars Hmm. Oh, and the gift from me, too. And from Kem. Kem sent me a bunch of uh, macadamia nut stuff and an um, three-button Genesis arcade stick. Did it work? I was like, I don't even know if it worked. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. I don't remember if I tested it or not. Because I took it apart and cleaned it. And then I don't remember if I've used it or not yet. (laughs) So I need to do that. But at the very least, I have a cool thing that I can finagle with. What encapsulates the the nut stuff? The macadamia nuts? So it's um, Mauna Mauna Loa brand. Um, I have dry roasted macadamia nuts, chocolate covered dry roasted macadamia nuts, a box of chocolate covered macadamia nuts, and then a bunch of little individual bags and um, packages of you guessed it, chocolate-covered macadamia nuts, and then a bag of Kona coffee flavored with macadamia coconut nuts. and macadamia okay. nuts. Oh my god, it really <laughs> does. It really does. Oh, no. No, every time Ken sends me a, like, Christmas package, it's this, and I look forward to it. And my girlfriend was just like, oh my god, what? I'm like, yeah, we have a bunch of macadamia nuts stuff, and I'm the one that's eating at all. <laughs> She'll drink the coffee, though. Yes. It's like literal death for me. The box. <laughs> How about you guys? What did you get for Crimbus? 
Well, um, yeah. Let's see. I got... I got some nice, soft, pleasant-feeling clothing. Um, <laughs> there was some cologne. Um, there was a bunch of, like, bath bombs and really nice scented candles. Because people you know that I... You wear cologne timber? Um, very rarely, but yes. I mean, look at Timber. If anyone in this group was like, I'm going to wear cologne, it's Timber on a normal day and you on a date. No, I can't wear, I can't wear cologne because I'm, I might, I'll start sneezing. I have a sensitive nose. Yeah, that's kind of the reason why it's rare for me because Alchemy Fox tends to get very, she can't help it, handle the chemicals if it's too strong. So you should. I don't use it because I'm poor. <laughs> Yeah, and wh- what wh- if if that can do well, then so can Axe body spray for guys. Yeah, like for 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 example, my my uh, daughter's mother she she doesn't wear perfume, which is really good for me too, because I I can't handle perfume. I used to date girls that always wore perfume, and I fucking oh it, like it drove me off the fucking wall. <laughs> like Tokyo Tokyo Japanese girls. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no one like else I in Japan can't... really does it, but Tokyo Japanese girls are just like all of it on now. Yeah, it's just like some of it's like really bad. And I was just like, I can't, I can't. Like, I feel like, like if I went what to if... go like kiss their shoulder, I'd be like, <laughs> what if I took you to Sephora or Lush? I think I'll start sneezing, or I'll like have like, it'll be, it'll be like allergies came for me. <laughs> Yeah, I think I generally don't mind perfumes or colognes, though anything that tries to be, like, almond or chocolate-scented tends to be the line for me. I'm just like, I, why do you want to smell like chocolate? Do you, do you want Are you, an entire swarm do you have, of do you have the same feeling? You? Do you have the same feeling about candles, how they shouldn't smell like food? Okay, what kind of food, though? <laughs> Are you talking, All like, food. pumpkin like pie-scented? They... Like, pumpkin pie candles. I'm talking about, like, things shouldn't smell like baked goods. Like vanilla scented candles, like because then you just think people are making cookies, but they're not. Yeah. Well, but then you can you can exist in a space of vanilla cookies. Okay, you, you basic. Want. You basic. I'm I'm done here. I'm not I'm not into vanilla scented candles really though. Um, usually the ones that that are nice are like if it's like a pine scent or um, sometimes if they sandalwood. Like that. <laughs> Sandalwood's pretty good. Yeah, you got a good one there. Uh and uh, I don't know this last one. I can't place the scent. It's just called like God. I don't even know what it was called. It's just a blue sparkly mess that smells really good. <laughs> I have no idea what the fucking candle was, but it was part of the package with the with the uh, the fancy smelling things. Did you um, see that that uh, meme that was going around? It has a PS Five scented candle. It smells like you ain't. It smells like nothing because you ain't getting nothing. <laughs> yeah. It smells like you ain't getting nothing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to handle scented candles. I think either. Like even like you know those Glade Febreze plug-in things. Like I can't. I can't handle those. Like, oh, no. I can't handle about, those. Like my nose what, is just like so. Ne- what what so about sensitive. those scented trees that you put in your car? I think if it isn't smell. overbearing, it wouldn't be bad. 
Also, do people even use those anymore? I don't remember the last time I've seen one of those. If you have one, um, you probably have a really shitty old car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably a car either the early aughts or late 90s, if not. Oh, no. Yeah, those are gone. I think they've been replaced by those little pods that you put next to the, the vents. Basically. Now. Everything's a pod these days. Ken, what did you get for Krimbus? I didn't get much for Christmas. The only thing of note is from my friend Mujihi, I got finally a physical copy of Fire Emblem, The Three Houses. Ooh. And he only bought it for me because when we were at Best Buy, it was $30. And then I was like, oh, I never got Three Houses. I guess I should get it. But I didn't have money, so he was like, oh, I'll buy it for you. And then... He texted me about four hours later. He goes, luckily we bought it because it went back to regular price right now. <laughs> oh, nice. So, there's that. But I don't, I don't know. I don't really get gifts from other people. I usually just buy shit for myself. Yeah, but anytime I'm like asking for, like when it comes to presents, my parents will ask me. I'm like, my girlfriend and I are both like, nothing? I don't know. We don't really need anything. Like, I know Christmas anything- is like... Anything I usually want, I already just buy for myself. Yeah, because or, like anything like, you anything you can't afford that you would like, you feel bad asking for that. Yeah, or like if I asked for anything, it'd be like something under twenty five dollars. I would ask for yeah. a book that I never have. Like I asked, I asked my cousins, "Hey, you're in New York. Can you get me a copy of the Daily Bugle thing that they had up at Pop Up for for mm. the Spiderman movies?" When they when before they came over and he was like okay here you go and I was like okay cool because I physically can't get that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I haven't really gotten anything. But and next I don't make gifts. The only thing I make is dessert and food. So I'm yeah. just, I, I would send it to you guys, but I'm afraid of how that would turn out. <laughs> yeah, I only like to cook food. I don't leave nothing else I usually make. Uh, our next question is from Bari. Dads, where is my Krimbus present? Um, you're too much of an absent child for me to get you a present. Is it a tier one to Timber's Timber's <laughs> He never redeemed it. I'm like, you need to tell me while Timber's live to get it. And then he never did. And then it expired because it's only good for like the one like no. like because he has to do it in between episodes, and he doesn't tell me. He'll be like, "Give me like, where's my gifts?" Up, I'm like, "I'm streaming right now. You need to do it while Timber's streaming, not me." <laughs> so, okay, that's that's your answer on that. The next question from Yang: Out of all the game hostings this year, like showcases and stuff, was there any good or bad that could be changed, and what would it be? Uh, they should just stop doing E3. Well, the well, yeah, that, and the thing is, it's not so much the the companies but i really think it's the people putting so much fucking expectation on these things mm. that really need to fucking stop so or the big thing is we've at been least, like or at least be so upfront with it like a lot of sony's the sony's game showcase they legit say hey we're not showing anything from god of war or horizon so don't even badger us about it kind of thing yeah i think everyone's like people always think like oh well they wouldn't tell us no like they usually like they've like gone on record the past like i would say the past five years if a company's like we're not going to talk about this they're they don't 
like we're not going to talk about this yet. We're what this is not for this. So they'll be like indie showcase was up. I didn't say anything about Breath of the Wild too, because that's not an indie game. They said indie game showcase. What were you expecting? They didn't show the new Smash Brothers character. Indie game showcase. Don't know how much clearer they can be. This is indie games. So, yeah, I agree with Ken. People should be a little bit more. They should get better about their expectations for that. And also, I think they need to, like, if they're going to do things like E3, since we're so conditioned to expecting big stuff, don't waste our time on the making of um, House of Ashes for 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But don't we have fun with that? (laughs) But it's like, yeah, or we're like, for sure, like, this can't be it. But no, like, if you're going to, like... That fucking segment, I... That was it, right? Like, we we watched it. That was it. That was all of it. We thought... We missed it, or it got rescheduled because it was so completely it, inane. It didn't make any sense for us. So, if you're gonna have one and say you're doing a presser or something, do that. If not, don't bother saying you're gonna be there. Just don't. Especially oh, Namco Bandai. If that's not what you're known for, you're not known for the Dark Pictures anthology. Don't tell us you're gonna be there because that's its own thing. And. I understand that it's pop and flair to put licensed music in it, but gaming, like, these game companies should know that a lot of people do reactions for it, either live or post-live, so please be nice and do not use licensed music when you're doing Or do your- like what, um, do like what Square Enix didn't have, like, two feeds, even though just avoiding it in general is better, because, like, yeah. the same hype for, like, Marvel's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was not felt by us. By anyone yeah. who was watching the normal one, yeah, but it was just generic butt rock, which is was like really fucking funny. <laughs> it was really bad. It was really bad. <laughs> um, next question from Bari: What was your favorite podcast episode? I don't remember what came out this year. I would say by far because I'm I'm the one that edits all of them, so I have a vague collection of it. By far, it. I think our best episode is literally our Captain K episode. Yeah. That would probably be the most memorable one I can think of. Yeah. If you're saying this year in our this iteration of the podcast, probably Captain K's episode is probably one of our best episodes. Best of all time, easily the Bionicle episode. Bionicle. I was about to say Bionicle episode. Our Bionicle (laughs) episode is pretty high up there. The one that no one listened to. (laughs) But if we were to do off of this year's one, it would be be the Captain K episode. Mm -hmm. So. Um, then Bari also follows up. Will we get a podcast clip show like every sitcom does before ending their seasons? Until I start seeing, if I start seeing money from, from Patronus, then I will do it. But it's, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I thought about reopening the Patreon just to support this, but we'll see. Cause it might not be worth it in the long run. I don't know. Cause I just really want to get the, the fees, like the, I got pay like, what is it? Like I forgot how much a month for like this like for hosting so i wouldn't mind getting that taken care of yeah um, i think so it's I like 15, 15 yeah something like 20. that i think i can do it cheaper if i do it all at once i just need to look into that again but yeah well i'll, I'll that's for later um next question again from bari what should i do with my life now that i finished my degree but there's no infrastructure in my profile in my country and after two years of the pandemic i feel like most of what i learned was superficial and not close enough to what i was supposed to learn in that time most people learn what they need for their jobs on the job. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Like now for... with go 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 go. I'll say now, like with your not being the infrastructure in your country, if you have the means or the ability, I would start looking for companies in the like because Bari, I know where you're located. I would start looking north to the U.S. and maybe you could get on with a company there that would sponsor you with a visa to come over and work because there would be more work for you up here in your line of work maybe or maybe in because you said in your country so not just your area I would look into even even another country than that just looking into working abroad that might be your only shot with that line of work at least or go just keep going to school go study abroad in another country yep Yeah, I would say join the circus or, or you can look at things that are tangential to your degree. That's another aspect is like generally companies don't give a shit what your degree was in as long as you have one. So yeah. if you Well case you in know, point case in point, kill, I know what your degree is, but you're not using your degree in any which no. way. <laughs> like I could probably like because my dad keeps telling me my, my degree is in international studies of Asia. It has a focus on Korean film and East Asian like media literacy and like semi-focus on Japanese language none of that is anything what I'm doing you could say it kind of worked when I was a teacher in Japan because that was tangentially related but uh, my dad thinks that there's like there's so much you can do with international studies like I'm fairly certain you're looking at international business every time and like like, when I when he tells me what I can do I'm like but I don't have any of any other skills with that yeah and it's not specialized enough for it to be useful my my degree is literally useless unless i'm going to teach it Mm -hmm. unless i'm going to teach my my thing was um japanese linguistics oh that sounds awesome yeah it is awesome like i said i did a my my um my term paper was on the difference between um gadugo and standard japanese (laughs) So, but it has no frame of reference of what it, well, kind of, I guess, because I'm using it, I'm using the language, but I'm not going to be speaking Gadugo or Gadugo in my, in my way of speaking towards my clients, but my degree has no frame of reference of what I'm doing unless I'm going to teach it, or it just sounds really off, it sounds really interesting to people that don't know that side as well Mm -hmm. i actually did get some jobs with my first degree that were technically in field but it was really low level grunt work shit that made me hate the field and was that your overnight was that your overnight job oh um no even before the so the third shift was just like it work which was moving towards what i wanted to do but the um Initially, it was a radio operator. I worked at a radio station for about a year and a half where I just flipped switches, uh, flipped switches at the radio station, and then eventually that dovetailed into doing captioning work for television. And that sounds I got, really awesome, though. <laughs> that's why he types like a machine gun. I got horrible <laughs> carpal tunnel from that job. After four I months, I quit. Because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Is it the uh, live the captioning? T- it Timber? is live captioning. Well, li- no, so there, there was a section that did live captioning, which was they, they would do stuff like the, you know, um, stenography. I didn't have the stenography skills, but I did have the fast typing. It wasn't 
live, but I was expected to get this stuff done. And usually it was select broadcasts from different television shows, and generally was children's programming and the occasional really bad movie. Um, I think I had to do Alien vs. Predator 3, which I... Oh, that sounds amazing. Not good. <laughs> I also had to do, what was it? Um, at one point I captioned Leprechaun 2. <laughs> so, so Timber, you're telling me that I could have watched something that was captioned by you at one point in time. If it had a lot of mistakes in it, then yeah, that was probably me. <laughs> I was not good at that job. I hated it. It made me leave the entire field. Well, I just say try to find something tangential related to your your field of study because in this that, that's what I've always done. Any sort of of job that I've gotten in the past, whether it be working at the golf course or working at the airport, it had something to do with using tangentially using my degree yeah and i think that's i think that's really fair like my current job is not technically what i got my degree in but it's computer e and that was good enough you know Hmm. also don't expect to fall in love with your job yeah not everyone does a lot of people just like punch in punch out and that's all they want yeah um so personally i love my job but that i'm one of those rare outliers too (laughs) i'm like slightly ambivalent about mine because i'm completely honest content creation as a job it has a lot more downs than it has ups and like even the people who are at the top if they're actually still consistently putting out videos and not the type like where they can take like months off at a time and not release anything uh it's the stressful job where you probably never feel any type of fulfillment or security i yeah. I, I kind of agree with that like i never did get to the point where i was doing full-time creation but I did get the sense after I had done it for a while um, that I was like, yeah, there's a lot of things that you sacrifice as you climb that ladder of making this a mm. job. And, and, you know, you the things that make it fulfilling, which is creating a thing you want to see and, and have the world experience, can turn into, well, I got to see what the trend is. I got to know the charts. I got to do the tags. I got to deal with the fucking copyright flags because YouTube is itself. Um, mm-hmm. And then even if you take away all this, like, you know, shitty little bureaucratic stuff, you still have to deal with the people and what they're willing to watch. And generally what the mm-hmm. audience wants to watch is going to be um, pretty mainstream, pretty predictable, pretty... You're going to make things you don't want to make. I think that's really what it boils down to is content creation. If you want to make it a career you will be making content you are not necessarily in love with 100% of the time to make ends meet. And that was kind of the breaking point for me where I was like, yeah, even if this takes off, I just don't see myself doing it as a yeah as a thing. Because- a lot of stuff that I want to work on, I'm like, but is anyone going to watch it? Like, even if it's... There's one thing to do things for self-fulfillment, but, like, if you're putting in, like, enough hours that it's work and you're not getting anything out of it, it's not worth your time. Right. Um, alright, next question. Did you, from Black Shaka, did you guys get what you wanted for Krimbus? What are your plans for New Year's? Uh, I got roughly what I wanted for Christmas. The only thing I wanted right now is a PS5. I, I guess because I wanted Fire Emblem 3 houses. 
I 100% want, um, got what I wanted. I basically told people I have no idea what I want, and then they went out and they got me some stuff that, um, you know, shows me that they know who I am, which was good enough. Like, to me, a gift is more a representation of, you know, do you know me? And, you know, what do you think, what do you think I would want? I'm more curious to see the answer to that question than the actual thing you're giving me. Because I don't necessarily need the gift. The gift is not like the goal of the gift giving for me. Um, Timber, are you going to drop drop the moon? That's a great question. Probably not this year. I know that it's a tradition, but I don't really have all my equipment and um, stuff situated to really be able to do it proper justice. But I love the episode where, like, or the time you did it, and it was like you guys were really choppy, and no one could understand you, and no one could hear us on on voice call. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. And then you got that meme of um, and uh, Fox being <laughs> oh, absolutely sloshed on Moonshine. I was gonna say that was probably the highlight of my year at that point. <laughs> absolutely uh, sloshed during that. That was hilarious. Uh, um, great. For me, my girlfriend works New Year's Day, so we will probably we're gonna make hot pot New Year's Eve. And she's probably going to go to bed at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. Because she has a 24-hour shift the next day. And then I will just sit there in my typical depressed loneliness and do nothing. So for New Year's, I will pow mochi and then actually pow mochi. (laughs) (laughs) Too much pounding for Kyo. Oh, I mean, maybe it might be too much pounding for him. Like, <laughs> I got time. I got. I got. I got time to spare for that. There's a whole lot of pounding that day. Just ringing the New Year's at that. Uh, but actually, I have to watch the Kohaku for, which is the, the, oh, the song, the song competition for Japan. I gotta do it for for Ongaku. And it, it's a yearly tradition where we just break down the the, kota, the kohaku, which is <laughs> I don't think it does us any numbers at all because it's just as long as the fucking kohaku. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like the the whole competition is like five hours, and I think we ring in close to three hours because <laughs> we go over every single fucking act. Um. So. Next question is from Alabama Tofu. Will Kyo kiss me as we transition into the new year? Bud, you're the one with the car. <laughs> Not me. Follow-up question to that from Black Shotgun. Are New Year's Eve kisses overrated? Um, no. Only if you're not getting one. Oh, I forgot. I did have one gift that is probably one of the best gifts I got. Which is a, a frame picture of my daughter oh that's nice yes and then she started wearing her mom's um asics shoes which i bought her (laughs) and i was just like okay (laughs) have fun with that (laughs) that's a nice thoughtful gift hopefully you can go over and see him this coming year whenever japan opens up again yeah in 2037 at this point i mean you'll be there just in time to watch her turn to a teenager that hates you yeah the deadbeat well, dad. <laughs> they'll, they'll I mean, just... at least it's not—it's not entirely your fault. If you—if you could be less of a deadbeat, you would. Yes. 
you know, the entire thing with the pandemic will pass, and then Japan's going to be like, you know, we could open up the airports, but we realize but we, that we, the we rest don't. of the world is terrible, so... We're, I mean, that's what they did initially. <laughs> yeah. We remember, we remember that Gaikoku is not very good, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let's see. Next, well, we have some real questions now. Um, from K-Dog, there's a few of them. What was your favorite game that you played this year? doesn't have to be something that came out this year. And what do you think the best game that came out this year is? Um, I'm trying to think of new things. I'm just going to say the best game I played this year, just from what I enjoyed. Not necessarily, for as far as just game I played this year, Raw Danger. Raw uh, Danger is the best yeah. game I've ever played. Oh, you, yeah. you, you were on a high for that for a while. <laughs> but that that game is me. It's like, yeah. you're, it's me. As far as the best game I think that came out this year, I was not, I was pretty lukewarm on everything, but I'll probably just say Metroid Dread. Even though oh, I'm yeah. still a little lukewarm on that one still. What about you, Timber? I want to hear your answer for this question. <laughs> oh, really? Was it a tree That's... game? <laughs> is, is it, is it, right is it that, that weird FPS game that you've fucking Cruelty Jenny Squad? Cruelty there Squad. Uh, uh, what about um, Grandpa's Leftovers? Was that this year? I don't think so. I'd be surprised if it was. Um, but it, oh, it doesn't you, have to be you, something that came out this year. That, that's yeah, it was your it favorite game that you played and then the, the best game that came out this year. They're separate things. This is true. Um, Did you play Grandpa's Leftovers this year or was it last year? I think it was last year. I don't remember. Because last year and this year are the same year. Grandpa's <laughs> Leftovers is not that crisp in my memory, so I'm pretty sure it's not a 2021 experience. Um, and it definitely didn't win. It had potential. That was the thing about that game, was that there was potential for it to be a good thing. It, it wasn't, like, scrapped. But it was definitely... It definitely had room to improve. Um, boy. I feel this whole year blurred together... Um, I played a lot of stuff. I played Glover again, which is really throwing off the scales. Because <laughs> uh, that game, whew, that really deserves um, that really deserves a best in class. Um, I think. I mean, I played Psychonauts two, and I was really impressed by it. I I think that might be that might be the pick. I think fog did fogs happen this year. I mean, you uh, played it was last a lot year. Of well, yeah, it came Fox out last, last year, but year. I don't know if I played it last year or this year. <laughs> Fogs was an interesting time. I don't know. I guess. I guess that's my answer. Cruelty Squad was fun. I would just wouldn't say it was the best thing I played because it's it's objectively not like you know it's a boomer shooter that's not like a genre that I typically gravitate towards. Though I did find I it have unique and engaging. Never experience. retained any information about what Cruelty Squad is every time we've talked about it. I have to go look at a picture of it again. I'm like, okay, that's what that was. I just, like, retain <laughs> absolutely no information about this game when you talk about it. I'm just like, the fuck is that? Well, the struggle with, with like, even talking about Cruelty Squad is the levels themselves are, are like, an abstracted version of themselves. Like, I can say yes, and then I fought my way through a police station, and if I show you the police station, you'd be like, that's a police station. Like it, it doesn't really have the defining features that would make you really know what's going on. What was I doing in there? Well, I was killing the police chief. Well, why are you killing the police chief? Well, because he he 
bio-mutated himself to the point where he became an absolute abomination with intestines flying everywhere. Oh, okay. Like, how do you retain that? It's so um, out there. And if we talk about, like, the ending, I can, I can weave you a story about, like, the game's meta-narrative about, like, immortality and, and part of the future that human... Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, like, some lore that I could go in detail with on Cruelty Squad but you'd be lost <laughs> because everything that happens in the game is not exactly I guess it's one of those situations where maybe it's not narratively diegetic like yes the overall mood and atmosphere and things that you're encountering do lend themselves to the lore but the actual gameplay you're doing of shooty shooty bang bang kill a guy move on to the next level does not necessarily tell that story if that makes sense Maybe it didn't make sense. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Cruelty Squad is an interesting game. It is not my game of the year. It is not the best game ever made, but it was interesting and is worth a play. I see. Resident Evil Village did not hold my attention enough for me to finish the the, the village part. What about um, Returnal? Returnal was fun. I liked Returnal. I didn't get far enough in it to give like an extensive weigh-in on it, but um, it's fun. So far, it's been very gameplay-heavy, but it sounds like the narrative opens up a lot the longer you play that game. I just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, you, you, it'll open up a lot once you kind of get into the different bios. And then Outer Wilds was last year, so otherwise that would be my pick. What about Deltarune? You didn't, didn't want to put Deltarune in that? Literally uh, made a video about it. I did make I did literally make a video about it. It was good. It was a good experience. It's just, I think the problem for me with Deltarune is that there is a lot to it that feels... And, and literally reviewers would say this, and I, I like scoffed at it, where they were like, it's a lot like Undertale, and for that reason, the reviewers are giving it a lower score. And, you know, now here I am thinking back on all the games I played, and while I really enjoyed Deltrune, man, it did feel a lot like Undertale, so I wouldn't say it was the uniquest thing in my life. And to me, that's... That's, like, a pretty powerful metric of how important a game to me was in the year. Did I play a thing and go, wow, I have not experienced that ever before? That gave me new feelings that I didn't have? Then that's going to weigh a lot higher on the list than this is a really good, competently made thing I've had before. Um, and I do feel like Deltarune is in the latter category. Even though it's really good and it explores some really interesting themes, it is more of the same in a way. I feel like Kyo would disagree, since you found it to be a better game than Undertale. Which one? Deltarune? Deltarune. Yeah. Oh, Gameplay-wise, it is a far better game. Undertale is too much Saturday morning cartoon or like after-school special of like the power of friendship, but there's actually some deep, dark stuff hidden down below. And then Deltarune's like, what if the gameplay didn't absolutely blow ass? And what if it was actually more interesting and funnier and had a real world to it? <laughs> also, Deltarune has a purple dinosaur, uh, like, butch, like, female character yeah, that's Susie. just like, yeah, she's better than everything Undertale had. I don't like Lancer. That's fair. I don't think I like Lancer either. Um, I don't think but, anyone's supposed to. But I think he, yeah, he represents a young, mischievous child who, who's, 
Timber, I'll just watch your video. I'll just watch your video, Timber. Okay. We, we're on a time schedule now. Are we? We're not, but I'm just... I don't want to... <laughs> Since when have we followed schedules around here? Jeez. Um, is there another question? Or did that... Oh, I yeah, didn't even go! Still... <laughs> yeah, <there's more. laughs> Sorry, Ken. Um, Ken. Your choices, please. Fucking Timber taking too long with his fucking cruelty squad. <laughs> well, why didn't you forget? You, you opened the floor. You go. knew what would happen. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> tell me your, your uh, thoughts. So... Game that came out that didn't came out this year, honestly, it would be Hitman. I spent so much fucking hours in Hitman too. It's not even I'm funny how much time really I spent. To hear in that. It. I'm really happy that you like, liked I, it that much. I didn't like even if even if I was to compare my game of the year, like if you asked me in September what my game of the year was. I would have easily said Returnal because I loved Returnal. I love spending my time with Returnal. The the gameplay is really fucking solid for a shoot 'em up, and mm-hmm. it made me care about fucking um um roguelikes. So, it 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 did a lot to win me over, and I will give it that. But after that, all the way up to to um probably yesterday when I or like a couple of days ago when I bought. Hitman 3. Hitman 2 consumed my fucking life. <laughs> like, anything else, it, it like, I would want, I haven't even beaten Lost Judgment yet. That's how bad it is because I just want to play Hitman. Anything that's hit stressful, man. yeah, I just want to hit some more man. That's also what I'll be doing January 1st, but. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I will. The comfort that I get from playing that game, as sick as that sounds, I enjoyed my time. Like anytime I had a stressful day, I'm just like, I, I can't wait to go play some Hitman, get that that battle axe, and just swing across and murder that one lady in the mansion. So maybe this is a good place for me to announce that you're gonna do a Hitman video. <laughs> I, no, um, I'm spending the month of January playing Hitman. That'll hey. be my streams. So awesome. How are you gonna only? I'm just gonna, gonna be gonna like, the... hey, you forgot this item here. Come on, the, the faster way to do this. <laughs> Timber, are you gonna get through like the whole game in just two two streams? Two streams. I don't do two streams a month. <laughs> uh, sorry, sometimes it's less. <laughs> oh man yeah I'll try to actually do my streams so that we can feasibly get through mm. most if not all of that series in the month you can I mean probably every mission just takes be about like, maybe yeah. 30 to 40, 40 minutes give or take yeah I think so. if I beeline the main quest stuff I can totally do it and then whatever time I have left over I'll just be doing side you can, shit you can, you can do all the side stuff but Anything else, like, besides that, eh, it would be, it would be Returnal. Like I said, it's, it's a game that I absolutely loved and brought me into a genre that I never thought I would actually like at all. So. And now you can play Hades with that newfound No, nah, I don't think, nah, I don't Hades, think nuts. Yep. Alright, we have more questions. What game do you hope to play next year? Doesn't have to be new. And what game are you looking forward to most next year? 
Um, as honestly, as far as everything coming out, I'm looking forward to Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin because I don't Chaos. remember anything else. Because it looks like a fucking looks like a fucking meme, and that's why I want a PS5 right now because my PC. My PC's getting that point that I'll have to like rebuild, like build a new PC to upgrade anything. So, and also I think Square Enix PC games have been fucking balls. Yeah, I also don't. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> it's made by Tecmo Koe, and they also are not on a good track record either. As far as games I want to play next year, um, I would like to play uh, Chrono Cross again next year. You want to play it on stream or just in general? Yes. Yes. Okay. What about you, Timber? I would like to play. I don't know why I'm weirdly excited about the prospect that on my plate for next year I might play Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just exceptionally curious about that game. I don't know why. Um, but that's definitely going to happen next year at some point. Otherwise, uh, I don't know, man. I don't even know what's coming out next year. Yeah, I, don't really I think that's the other thing. It. We don't know what's actually going to be out. Well, I, 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 I just know, but that's just I just me. know. I just yeah. know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I did a lot of like things I wanted to do this past year, right? So like replaying mm. Majora's Mask that happened at the tail of twenty twenty. Um, playing through Outer Wilds that happened. I guess I have the expansion to look forward to eventually, but honestly I'm just so overwhelmed by how many things I have to play that Yeah, it's I was gonna rare. say like I, I wanna really hear your takes on the the modern games stuff that you have now. Yeah. Because I I would like to hear that. Yeah, I have so much PS5 library to catch up on, and I have not been able to. Um, that, there's a ton of that. Like, I want to play Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It's, it looked cool. The box looks cool. <laughs> it's sitting mm. there. I just have to play it. Spider-Man Miles Morales still haven't touched it, but I want to. Um, uh, you gotta play. You gotta play um, the first one. Yeah. You gotta play the first one. Which, if you got the Ultimate Edition for Miles Morales, you you got the free. You, you got it I for did. free. I believe I did. Resident it's Evil. A, so, sorry, it's uh, a digital yeah. code. Final Fantasy VII. I have not yet, but have to. Um, yep. God of War. Have not yet, but have to. Like it. I, I have mm. an overwhelming amount of things I got to play. Yeah. Um. So, I guess we'll move on to me. I am looking forward to wanting to play actually VR games because I'm looking to get into getting an Oculus Quest. Do it pretty soon so i would want to play i really want to play the re4 game because i've heard a lot of good things about it because it is the uh, the re4 remake that everyone wanted so i also think that if you're being burst into vr for the first time the mist vr experience is also pretty good as just like a good toe dipper of like this is what you can do in VR. This is what's possible. This is how the world feels. Because you, if you played the first Mist, you'll have a general sense of like what that's like. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to like necessarily solve the puzzles. You're there to experience it, and it's a great vehicle for that. Um, otherwise, I caution that your Oculus may become a Beat Saber machine. <laughs> which well, is what o- happened also to me. that, but I also want to play the, the the Star Wars games that also came out for it. Uh, the been... ro- oh, like just the Darth Vader ones, or the actual like... The Darth Vader ones and thing. the... No, well, the... 
Starfire game that also came out because supposedly in VR is it is it's really amazing good. yeah but that yeah. isn't an like, Oculus I, Quest game so you have to hook it up to PC to play that one okay but, I see but for 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 me because of the fact I avoided playing that game because um, Muji has it uh, for PS4 but. I was told that the VR version of that game is so much better, so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to play it on PS4 until I get... That was me, too. I owned the game. I bought it. And then I was disappointed when I realized my graphics card can't handle doing VR. So instead of playing the game without VR, I said, I'm just not going to play this until the day comes that I can. And now, we're there. <laughs> we're at the point where I could finally play it in VR. So, um, yes. yes, thank you for reminding me that's also on the to-do list. Jesus Christ, I'm going to die. As for games for this year or for next year that I'm looking forward to, um, I'm looking forward to RCS right off the bat because I want mm. to see how bad that game might become. <laughs> um, I'm also looking forward to Horizon for Bidden West. So that is something that I'm actually really, really looking forward to. Um, also, I kind of need that game anyway for my collection. Also, Gran Turismo. Because I want an actual racing sim game compared to Forza Horizon, which is a, a sim game. Or, like, just arcade a regular mm. arcade. Yeah, I heard a lot of great arcade. things about Forza Horizon 5. Um, yeah, it's supposedly really good, but, like, for me, it's not that that style of uh, racing Racer. games. I don't really like. I, I rather have a simulated driving experience, especially, like, with... Oh, yeah. like oh, you got to change your oil and stuff like that. I'm like oh, that's pretty pretty cool. But yeah, no, that's uh, pretty much it that I know for next year. Obviously, I want um, Stranger in Paradise as well, just for the the lulls. Mm. Oh, that fucking game! You spoil the ending just just by hearing that guy's name. <laughs> One. One little aside I wanted to put in here. Um, because I realized that I didn't address it when I was talking about Resident Evil 4 VR. Um, did anyone ever... <laughs> the save music from Resident Evil mm-hmm. 4... It... In a post-having-played-Dark Souls world, I swear to God that was from the Dark Souls soundtrack. Like, it did not, not sound like something from Resident Evil to me. It lines up with how Resident Evil save music has been. Yeah. Yeah. I You're just, just like, incorrect. No, I'm sure I'm incorrect, but it, it, it sounded exactly like Dark Souls. We have a few more questions left as we leave that comment. Uh, <laughs> what is your hottest take on the gaming industry? Uh, they need to that move on with their episode, lives. Well, hey, that could be an episode. Ended that, episode. Honestly, it could be. I mean, I, the, I give like, the stuff all the time. They need to fucking move on and stop making shit so expensive. Um, but yeah, this could be its whole whole episode, so I'm gonna not give a real answer. Do either of you want to give an answer or no? I honestly don't. I I honestly don't really have a hot take on the yeah. gaming industry. Make your games more concise than small. Bring us back to the days when you make a small good thing instead of a yeah. big mediocre thing. The biggest thing is like honestly, just finish your shit before you ship it. Like, not just, like, bug fixes, just, like, literally finish your shit. Like, another another 15 incident where it's, like, it took forever for it to be playable. Yeah. 
And not even finish story-wise, because mm. you got to read a fucking book. Yep. Uh, but that's a Square Enix in a nutshell. Uh, next question from Puddin' Cup. Do you have a New Year's resolution? If you say 4K, I'm going to throw up. A 480. Uh, 720p. Uh, I'm a big fan of 2160p myself. Hmm. Well, mostly because I probably can't see anything greater than 720p. <laughs> Actually, the 4K. human eye can't see 4K. Yeah. Um, uh, but and... actu- for actual resolutions, uh, to see my fucking daughter. <laughs> I feel like that's more of a goal than a resolution, but I'll, I'll allow yeah. it. In 4K. In 4K. In 4K. It, it, not behind a fucking FaceTime chat. <laughs> I mean, at the moment, since his, uh, his daughter is in Japan, he only can converse with her through faxes. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I don't, I, yeah, I don't use really... use my fax machine that I, I, I barely use, except yeah, for like there's Right now, there's just a tin can with a wire running between Hawaii and Japan. Mm-hmm. And when we get, when the shark comes right over it, I get a little fa- fuzzy connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last questions from Baku. Best movies of 2021. Didn't see any. Didn't <laughs> I was gonna s- say, Kel doesn't watch movies usually. <laughs> Didn't see any. Uh, I saw the one with the infinity pool that was pretty good. I like that one. It had a time loop thing. You mean meta? No, 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 not meta. Um, it, it had, it was, uh, it was a, like comedy, and the dude kept living the same day over and over again. It was basically modern day. Um, Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day. What was it? Infinity Pool movie. Help me out here, Google. What the hell was Infinity, this thing? Infinity and, Pool movie. That the concept is basically that it's an infinity pool but just look at Groundhog Day movie time loop movie 2020 ah Jesus I just can't it's 2021 oh that would help yeah that would help boss level nope the map of the tiny perfect things nope Ah, he's like, ah, fuck. Him, and there's a girl, and there's a guy with a crossbow hunting him. And there's a cave. Uh, Sorry, what? Chiruli? No. Django? Django? Like Django and Chain? No. No, Django. Um, map of, no. Manadu? Do you know who the guy is? He, I think he had curly hair. That doesn't it, help us. <laughs> uh, the guy hunting him was bald. Two distant strangers. <laughs> Palm Springs. Palm Springs. That's the one. There it, it came is. out in 2020. Shit. Okay, I didn't watch any movies this year. Not not even like a late 2020 where it could have like a. It happened like in the middle mid, of the pandemic. <laughs> well, I watched it this year, so it was. Well, I told you, me. it's all one year. Alright, and that's all our questions. Thank you so much for these year-end wrap-up questions. I'm sorry, I'm very tired. I, I, I like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I no. heard that one was good. I haven't seen it yet. I heard Doom was I good. Forgot. I haven't seen it yet. 
Well, thank you so much for your questions for our year-end wrap-up. I'm very tired. <laughs> and I need to redo my nails before stream tomorrow, so I have to go and take off my nail polish and put on new nail polish. All right, you can I'm, find me I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm wrapping up here so Kill can go to sleep. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm the host. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Potosaurus. We will be back next year when we figure out what our schedule is for that. <laughs> it will be either next week or the week after that. We'll figure that out. But uh, you can find me, everyone on the internet, at Cody Hunter at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, it's what that means, at twitch.tv slash Cody Hunter. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram, where I've been updating it daily. So please check out me on TikTok, because I would like to become TikTok famous I am um, have an idea for a YouTube series that I will hopefully be doing here soon. And I'm also going to be pushing pixel art a lot more in the beginning, or starting in the beginning of the year. So check that out as well. All that stuff's posted on Twitter. Where can people find you, Ken? Oh, before, before I kind of go on. Kill, have you been uploading all your TikTok videos to YouTube Shorts? Uh, I put some on there, but like YouTube, I don't have a... I, I have less of reach on YouTube than I do on... TikTok. Oh, none. Oh, okay, okay. I, I saw one of them, and I figured you'd be doing I, both. I, at, I at put time. a couple on there. I put more retro game-oriented stuff, and like, seemingly all I can put on TikTok is in Metal Gear, so... <laughs> all in. <laughs> Alright. Like, I even, yeah, tested, you... <laughs> I even tested Silent Hill today, and I'm like, oh, nope, just Metal Gear is all you want to see. <laughs> See, see, how can that be uh, a niche game, Timber, if everyone wants just to watch Metal Gear? <laughs> it's just TikTok, man. YouTube doesn't give a shit. I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> see, TikTok's all... algorithm works differently for shorts, so like, and I don't know how it works, so like... Yeah, Metal Gear. Maybe you're attracting the entire like community of people who are obsessed with actual metal gears and, and they're just clicking on it it's a lot oh, of people well. who claim to be really really big fans of it but don't understand that snakes versus monkeys is not a mod what <laughs> people don't understand they're like oh, yeah oh i got three comments on a video they're like i need this mod it's like it's not a mod it's on the standard edition of release of the game you guys mm -hmm. are playing subsistence because that's all how fucking young you guys were mm-hmm Anyway, Ken, where, where can people find you before we? You can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast called Ongakadu. You can find it on all podcast streaming services. You can also find where I report about the Japanese music industry at ongakadu.com. We have a lovely interview up there, of, and of because it is the end of the year. By the time this episode released, it should also have our artists of the year, songs of the year, and best new artists of the year that we discovered on our site at ongakudu.com. So please give a look-see at that. You can also follow me personally at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ainaiba, Roboko, Robo, and what remedial stuff my daughter does that makes me a, a dad, I guess. <laughs> Like put put her mom's shoes on and dances to BTS, which I cringe every time when I hear that. Where can we find you, Timber? <laughs> if you liked what you heard, you can find me on uh, twitch.tv slash TimberTap, where I stream on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 7.15 Eastern Time p p.m. Wow. Okay. Why anyway. are your time of the day so weird? <laughs> um... 
Also, you can find me on twitter.com slash TimberTaft, where I will post my schedule, and, of course, youtube.com slash TimberTaft, where I post all manner of videos from top tens to long-form video essay kind of dealio as my latest video is about deltarune and contrary to any of the roasting that i got on the podcast today uh i am legitimately um proud of this one it took a really long time to make and i would really appreciate if anybody who's remotely interested take a look timber i'm not roasting you i just didn't get it (laughs) and that's on me because i just don't understand toby fox's stuff i'm roasting you yeah Kyo's always roasting me but thank you for listening to this episode of Potasaurus. We will see you next year. Goodbye. Later. Aloha.